beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the FanDuel Thunderdome, on this winter Wednesday, December 28, 2022. This sports show starts now. Football is in an interesting place. Mm-hmm. A quarter of the league has been eliminated. No chance of making the playoffs. There are teams that are trying to strive to get to the playoffs and maybe sneak in the back door and surprise everybody like the New York Giants did many years ago. A quarter of the divisions have already had their champions crowned and everything else is currently up for grabs. The Sorry, half of the divisions have already had their champions crowned and everything else is up for grabs. There's a lot of meaningful football left. There's a lot of scenarios that can take place. If the Colts would have beat the Chargers, it would have been chaos this weekend. Yeah. So that kind of gets solidified on the AFC side, but the NFC side, massive question mark. Got to talk about that and all the stories happening off the field in a lot of different buildings, including the Denver Broncos facility. Mm. Things are continuing to unravel over there. We'll dive into that and more on this glorious winter Wednesday. Over 100 winners in the last week. Wow. Hey, hell of a, a week. Of hell of a holiday week. That's a lot of winners. Those will be announced, obviously, during one of the breaks. Uh, Fox will roll the video that will have a picture of all the names on there. Over 100 winners. Now, that's also, I believe, with merches including, uh, included. So it's not just uh, money winners in there. I would like to say we had over a $500,000 a week of giving money away. Oh. But it was close. It was. It was uh, merch giveaways in there as well. So continue to play along with all the contests that we do because we are giving out real money, and it is significant. And I am not the CFO of the company that I own, and the CFO of the company doesn't necessarily love that the company that I own is such a big giveaway company, but I fucking love it. I I, I enjoy it every single time. I love whenever some putts fall. I love whenever a basketball goes through the hoop. I love whenever a football gets slung by a man who's been motherfucked by an eight-year-old on our phone (laughs) into a net over there so we can give 10 people $500. I enjoy it every single day. We'll continue to do so. The winners from this past week will be announced today. Also, on the show, Taylor Luan of Bussin' with the Boys and also the Tennessee Titans fame. He will be joining us. Kyle Van Noy of the Chargers will be joining us in the second hour. Obviously, we saw him play great football on Monday night against the Colts. He's become a leader of that team. Yeah, love that. They're saying, like, he's uh-huh. gotten to a point, sources are telling us. I don't know if he will say that today or not, but sources around the team who I got a chance to chat with before the Monday Night Football game said that Kyle Van Noy has gotten to the point where he's, like, doesn't feel like he's stepping on anybody's toes. He's leading the player stuff behind the scenes on defensive side. Everybody's kind of cool with it. Didn't want, I think he kind of wanted to feel it out with like Khalil Mack and Derwin James. Is Derwin's team. Derwin's been here a long time. Sure. He's gotten to a point where he's comfortable enough and has a good enough relationship with everybody, assuming networking with people and building up that trust, where he's taking over some leadership roles over there. And they've been winning. They're in oh, the yeah. playoffs now for the first oh, time yeah. in Staley and Herbert's yep. uh, entire career. Good luck to them. Can't wait to chat with Kyle about vibes. And then Lombo, Paisan, oh, yeah. Michael Lombardi oh, yeah. will join us in the third hour. He's been tweeting about what the ownership has been saying for the Denver Broncos in their press conferences. I'm excited to get his thoughts on that and everything happening around the NFL, which is what we will spend three hours, maybe four today, talking about the toxic tables here at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt. Connor, looking good today, pal. Hey, thanks, pal. I appreciate that. Nice little new coat for uh, Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I believe 
Uh, you dove into something yesterday, last night after work. Are you Whoa. officially a video gamer now, or what? So, at Ty Schmidt, as you uh, know, and Connor, you know as well. Connor and Zito, at Vivo Zito in the back, alongside Foxy and Nicky Nuzini and Dirty's back there. And, obviously, Bill and Gump. And JC was here today, cutting right. hair. It's mm-hmm. awesome. He made a putt last week, earned himself ten grand. And then Mitt's here, and one half of the hammer, Don Cowboys Tone Diggs, and host of the Man to Man podcast everything DB and NFL matchups, uh, nine-year NFL vet, uh, corner, nickel, and safety, Darius Butler. But yeah, boys, we got into it a little bit last night. Whenever Connor and Zito first started working uh, for us, whenever we were at Barstow Heartland Mm -hmm. at the time, Connor and Zito came into my office. I had dry erase board wall, mm-hmm, dry erase board wall mm-hmm. in the office down there. We're, we're officially out of that office, by the way. Wow. wow. End hell, of an era. Hell of a run, Donner. Great run. Do you know how it ended? How? Flip the switch? No, no, yeah. Pipes <laughs> bursted all over the place, oh, flooded shit. out. Have to fix it before <laughs> we officially move out. Oh, okay. Ice skating rink in portions of it. That's pretty cool, though. Holy yeah, that's, that's how I want I mean, that's a we, fitting end. Yeah, it is. Hell of a run. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Hell of a run. run. When did... Yeah, because we had the heaters on and everything. Obviously, the power went out because the power... Would, does that. Does, does that four or five times out. a week. Yeah. yeah. But you have a generator. Well, what if uh, the generator that has that power at some point, what if the power to that thing goes out? You don't know that that's gone out because it just goes out of nowhere, which is <laughs> wow. what that place was. Happy to not be there anymore. Uh. Yeah, so... Uh, Hell of a run, Donner. Hell of a run. Hell of a run. It was. One of the first uh, meetings in that office down there that is currently a nice skating rink, I do believe. My <laughs> office got hit. Yep, there it is. Oh, oh wow. Shit. There it is, yeah. Yep, just spraying all over the place. No big deal. That's going to happen <laughs> when it gets cold. It's a great way to end it. It was a lot of fun, Donner. It, yeah, it was. It was. Unbelievable. It was also the most important part, right? That's where all the fire stuff was. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they were, they were li- insulated. Everything was allegedly done. Yeah. It's That's, actually pipes for other offices, too. So yeah, they put we're that getting through. other people's shit and our shit <laughs> okay. right in there to go out. It's fun. It's fun. Happy we don't have a landlord anymore. That is yeah, certainly yeah. Um, yeah. huge. One of the first meetings in that office there that is currently having water to spray all over it, and it's already iced at the bottom because it had been We should spraying. go lay some ups, get a few laps. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we do. And maybe we check a little bit, but let's not ruin the front windows because, once again, remember that is yeah, you paid for those. 100% ours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somehow that, that was an interesting way to work in there. Whatever. We had to get a deal done. But in one of the first meetings, Connor and Zito come in. They sit me down. Sit down. Okay, mm-hmm. here we go. All right. Yeah, I, I knew the boys not as much as I do now. Obviously, this would be a much different situation if this said meeting was to happen now as opposed to then. <laughs> mm-hmm. With what I know about both parties, both sure. Zito sure. and Connor in the way they operate. Sure. Sit me down. They get this, one of them's holding a laptop as mm-hmm. if I think they were told, like, probably should go in as if we do have a plan. And then Zito, I think, grabbed a, a dry erase marker and wrote $100 million down. Okay? Boom. Then he put a dollar sign next to it, and then he had to erase that because it wasn't $100 million. It was 100 million people were ready to be entertained by us playing video games. I would like to start a Twitch account for the show, for the office. Here's how much money we need. We need this PC. We need this. We need this. Remember, 100 million people are out there ready to watch this Mm -hmm. type of thing. This is when Twitch was just kind of like... Right before it hit its big, right before Ninja did for, uh, the Fortnite, Fortnite right mm-hmm. before Fortnite really became a thing on Twitch, it was like in the come up, Zito and Connor were like, this is our business plan, this is what we're going to do. So I said, sounds good. I didn't know that stat. It didn't need to hear that stat. But I did know that people watch video games all the time. And these <laughs> two said they were good. So we got into it probably a week or two. I mean, 
that became just Zito playing video games. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> and like, it, like it was at his house. And we didn't have enough time, so it kind of died off. And everybody knew that it wasn't going to work really for me because I've hated video games my entire life. I've kind of just talked about how I don't, I don't knock the trait of video gaming because people are millionaires right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I used to watch my brother and his friends play video games. I enjoyed watching them play. I sucked. I could not play. My thumbs could not control my body. Like, it's just something I did not have the capability of doing well, and I'd just get killed because everybody around me was good. Mm -hmm. But I enjoyed watching it, so I knew that it was going to become a content thing, so I would try my best. I get arrested for a public intoxication, never was able to play video games, terrible at video games, but now I'm not even allowed to be seen at a bar, okay? And I'm getting drug tested four times a month. I can't go out. All my friends, all they do is just get drunk all the time. So mm -hmm. I basically was, I'm going to become a gamer. Mm -hmm. This is what people do. <laughs> people that stay home, they play video games. I bought all the consoles. I bought all the games. I played them all one time, hated them all. Said, I can't do this. I'm too terrible at this. It's not something I'm supposed to do. The boys have been rallying hard. Mm -hmm. Zito bought me a PS5. Yeah, Zito, Zito bought me a PS5 so it up. for an early Christmas. Set it up. Connor's like, hey, listen, man, you'd love this PGA game. This mm -hmm. PGA game, you'd absolutely love it. And I was very hesitant. The boys' persistence and your Christmas gifts to me of this PS5 and these games and getting it all set up. I loved it last night. Here we yeah. go. I had a great time on that PGA game. I was fucking golfing. I'm building up my guy. Yeah, there's me. There's a picture of me last night. I set it up. I plugged it into a TV. I felt like a genius. Zito put the wires into the thing. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Put, nice. put it already in there. Yep. This was your plug. This into this. Turn it on. This into this. Your tutorial's already passed because there's no chance as an adult who's never played video games before. If you get on this game, and you have to spend 25 minutes <laughs> fucking setting up the thing. Bingo. Nobody's gonna do that. And they've. I've. I've tried, and I just can't get past it. Zito set the whole thing yeah. up. I had a blast last. My wife's out of town. It's daddy daycare right now. Mm -hmm. I was fucking striping the Let's ball. Let's go. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Is this considered gaming? Because this is oh yeah. oh yeah, this is what Von Miller plays. Von Miller when he's streaming Twitch, he's playing 2K. Hey, I'm pretty good. I'm yes, pretty already? good. Yeah, which I almost is had two hole in ones last night. I Me, mean, come on. Had uh, I think I I think I had seven birdies, but I had two bogeys Ooh, in my wow. in my. I played like I went through the lessons. Mm -hmm. So I did the lessons. Smart. Yeah, because I, I always skip those. Yeah, no me patience. too. I just get I learn on the fly. Yeah, yeah but, you're a gamer though, right? Uh, yeah. So I'm not a gamer. So like, I'm not naturally going to understand like how things work. Okay. Like, I think that is an advantage other because you guys. What I signed up to play in a fucking Madden tournament, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And I don't Hilarious. even know. I don't even know like the. Like, I know this thing, L1, was a cut, like, maybe on an original version on maybe one console. And I only know that because, like, as a 12-year-old, I said, oh, it just L1 the shit out of it. Like, I, B, B buttons always spin. That's right. Mm -hmm. Circle button. Yeah. Spin. Right. Yes. Circle button spin. I've said that oh, before. Yeah, circle, yeah. But I don't know all the other, like, turbo to do this or, like, zoom in. Do, like, I don't know how to right. change, like, people. <laughs> I have no idea how to do any of it. So you, I kind of get lost in there. So I thought the lessons would be vital, especially because mm -hmm. I'm here and I can play against other people. Oh, yeah. Like, I can play against other people in this thing. Me and Connor can go fucking... We can go do 18 at Tory Pines or whatever yeah, tonight that's right. on there. Is that a cross? Can you cross-platform on that one, too? I'm not sure. I don't think about the cross-platform on for golf. Yeah. Okay. I don't think they have. I'm a PS5 guy. Sorry about it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's what I do. Sorry. Xbox. I mean, you got to go Xbox. No, 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 no. Not anymore. Sure. This PlayStation no. D-Bud is very is nice. It? It's very yeah. nice. I mean, I'm enjoying it. it. Yeah. I, I've enjoyed <laughs> zero video games my entire Crash Bandicoot, I think oh. I got into. Oh, they have great. that on PlayStation. Yes. Yeah. I got Excellent into game. That was one of your driving things, right? No, that's, uh, what was oh, that you one? You talked about Twisted Metal. Boom. Ooh. I got into Twisted Metal. Racing, though. It was, it was fucking good. sweet. I don't think I did the Bandicoot. It was sweet. I, 
That was at the same time as that one? Yeah, oh, probably yeah. around the same yeah. time. Yep. Twisted Metal top top five game probably all yeah. time. Yeah, you're driving and racing, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed like that Shooting one. wild souls and yeah. stuff. Ooh. Mario Kart, good time. Is mm-hmm. that on PlayStation? No. They got that on no. PlayStation? No. 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 Nintendo Switch, which also I have. Tried. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't get into it. Yeah, that was another one because I was on Switch planes. Switch it up. I was on planes. Connor was like, I think you'd enjoy this. This is a good time. You can play Mario Kart, and it's like a little tiny little one. Yeah. I'm like, Hand-held. I play Mario Kart on here? Oh, yeah, you're going to love it or whatever. I did once, and I... Did not love it. I did not stick with it. Just can't get into my habits. FIFA? So I played FIFA a couple times when I was a kid. That's the game, right? I I literally just got into probably this last week, Christmas under the break. Unbelievable game. I know nothing about soccer. How long will you play for? Ooh, it depends. So that's one of those... I play with my brothers. My brothers have been playing it for years, so now I'm playing them, you know, getting my ass kicked. But, you know, watching them and learning at the same time. And at the same time, it's teaching me soccer because I know nothing, just learned offsides and all that different shit. But it's a awesome game, though. How, how many hours... Like, how, like, last night, I feel like I played that PGA game probably hour and a half. Yeah, there you go. That's a, that's a nice little run. Yeah, That's a session. long time to be just doing one thing. Yeah. I, I, as I was in the middle of it, I was thinking to myself, because Valerie... You know, I got to make sure these dogs sure. live a great life yeah. whenever I'm the one looking after them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The They're cats well. as well. Little extra treats every once in a while. Yep. Right mm-hmm. as well. You know what I mean? They or love the color on the screen, though. A little they, bit more love. love. It. Chuck sure. was watching the golf last yeah. night. Mm-hmm. Val was just kind of chilling. But I was thinking, like, oh, there's probably something I had had to have done, had to do in the last <laughs> hour. Like, that was my big worry. I was in there the whole time. Like, there had to have been something that I missed. And there was a couple texts probably that I had to respond to whenever I got out on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. But it was a nice little getaway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was nice. I had to he- – Dirty got me these um, these headphones Sure. that just – Blue, Bluetooth right to a thing that I plug right into the PS5 so mm-hmm. I didn't have to fucking do a full hold, mm-hmm. connect, mm-hmm. push. I didn't have to do that whole thing. It was just like an automatic connection. That's nice. Had the little thing. Yeah, the little mic. You got some turtle beaches? Yeah, uh, what's that mean? That's just a brand. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Dirty. Is Dirty was back there? Astro? I think it was Astro. Dirty, what Astro was it? Astro 120s, I think. Ooh, Astro, yeah, they were the Astro. Yeah. They were awesome. Oh, the 120s? You got the 120s? Yeah, I've heard about the basic ass sixties and eighties. <laughs> Dirty brought in the one twenties. The one twenties were nice. Those are fresh. They were yeah, very nice. In the chirping, the birds were chirping. Oh yeah, mm. I could feel the shot. Yeah, I had a yeah. blast, and I understand why you nerds play video games. Yeah. It's electric. And uh, hour and a half too. You can probably get in. Grant you a tutorial last night. If you play an hour and a half tonight, you're probably getting in four or five rounds of golf. So I also learned uh, fast forward. Oh yeah, yes, old triangle. Oh, yeah. That uh-huh. accident. It's a game changer. Oh, you're telling me. Yeah, it's a game changer. I'm fucking watching this ball roll its ass around. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, triangle. Fast greens. Putted one uh, into the fairway during training. That's that happen. Yeah, that really was tough. Yeah, when there's no wind too, especially if we're thinking like, hey, let's get this going, you can probably do a round in 15 minutes. If there's no wind and whatever shot they have for you, you can just hit it every time. Don't have to I'm shaping it. shots. Yeah, should mm-hmm. be. That's why I did the lessons, though. Yep. I did the Smart. lessons because sure. I need to know what's possible. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the people who are going to fucking certainly be trying to kill me mm-hmm. at this game? What are they going to be doing? I couldn't get through one of the lessons. I still have no idea how to put backspin on the thing. Yeah. I have no clue how to put back. I couldn't pass that lesson. Mm-hmm. You have to pass the lessons. Sure. <laughs> I couldn't pass. I, I was on that one for, I think, like seven to eight minutes, and I didn't know what button got me out of the lesson. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm talking about when I don't know shit about. I almost had to turn the whole thing off Yep, Reset to get it. out of the lesson mm-hmm. and then to restart the whole game. I almost had to do that. Then I accidentally hit the... Uh, there's like a little thin button up yeah, here. Yeah, to the right, the pause. Yeah. That uh-huh. little thing, and it gave me like an options. Yep. 
Pause screen. Quit. And then I had to hit, I think, L2 to move. Mm-hmm. Yep. On the- Navigate the main Dude. menu. Yeah. Dude, it is, a, it is a whole new fucking language. I was stuck in there for a little bit, but I stuck with it because I think it's something I could be good at and it's something I think I'll have fun with. And if Vaughn's playing, maybe I play against Vaughn. Or hey, there you go. Exactly. And guess what? I think that $100 million is probably more now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least so. 500 <laughs> Now that we're in the streaming world a little bit. Something to think about. Just so you know, if you uh, quit out of PlayStation for future references, as soon as you turn it back on, it takes you right to where you were. <laughs> so don't do that to reset because it won't work. Okay. It's good. That would have been very frustrating. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Well, I'm happy I found that little thing. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's a pause. Anytime I need to quit anything. Is there anything I should, like, I'm always scared I'm going to hit one of these buttons and everything's just going to reset and it's oh, going to no, fuck no, up no. everything. You don't have to worry about that. That yeah. thing is so goddamn smart and intuitive. You you don't have to worry about that at all. That thing knows what I'm thinking. It does. Before you even taxes. know what you're thinking. So, like, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, it, it knows. It's If I hit one button that I'm not supposed to hit, they'll probably light up that other button be yep. like, hey, this, no, you're yeah. trying to hit this one right, right here. You hate that you can't get fucking backspin on this ball and get this thing to stand within a six-foot radius of the hole on this par three in which the guy who's commentator, who's the guy? He needs to relax. Forget what his name is. <laughs> this, guy, this guy, he is dirty, isn't he? He will let you know how shitty you're playing right uh, now. Right? We'll act like that didn't happen. That's what he said to me about one of the uh, – and I had it on the green. I had it on – pretty good. I thought it was a pretty good shot. Okay, that's not going to do it, obviously. <laughs> To the next time, I'm like, this guy needs to watch his mouth. Yeah. I enjoyed it, though. That'll happen to your golfer, too. Let's say you're on the fringe right around the green, and you chip one in, but it's not you know, perfect on the bottom right corner, and you hit it fast or something. Your golfer will get pissed. Like, yeah. He'll swing his club, but it goes in the hole. Yeah, I yeah, I saw a couple of drives last night where this fucking guy's patting. He looks yeah. like... Po- oh, oh, no. Shit. Whoa. That head has been dislodged for months. Don't worry about that. Oh, it's no. just, I, don't, I don't know how, what happened. Did Aaron, oh, did Aaron just? What just my, I think you got to go fat wide shot here. It? Zoom in. It's right in the middle. Heads are rolling oh, right yeah. now. Wow. Oh, no. This is because we're talking about video games too oh. much. He's still smiling, though. Moment of silence for the bobblehead that Ty just oh, sliced no. Aaron Rodgers' head off. That's not good. What's that oh, all no. about? Thanks a lot, Reuters. It's been broken for a long time. We all know who's funding Reuters. Do we? <laughs> that was interesting. Every time we talk to Aaron Rodgers, you never know what's coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Very fun. I, I enjoy good conversations. I enjoy talking to people that I don't know much about. I enjoy talking to people that have different opinions on life than I've ever heard before. So obviously going to be differing ones than I uh, necessarily believe because I've never even heard these particular takes before. And I think that's the NFL locker room. As no, a no, whole, you can't do that. You're not allowed to do that anymore. What's that? You just have to shout and yell and yell I'm better than you, and you don't know. I know, but, like, even if you're one of those people that you're always going to be right. You have to. And isn't it fun to, like, at least listen to why you're right? You know, like, I think there's def- different ways and it. reasons to listening. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy, like, listening to somebody else talking and be like, yeah, okay. So there's people that believe that you're clearly wrong in this situation. <laughs> We're not going to fight right now, yeah. but, like, thank you for explaining that whole thing. Then there's other times where you hear something you're like, Oh, that's a valid. Okay. okay. I will think about why you. Th- All right. When I go forward, I would do that. But Aaron's like that every single week. I don't know. How, how often have you ever got really to hang out with him or be around him or chat no. with him? And what are your thoughts on him after listening to him whenever he comes on our show Tuesdays? And then how he, he's doing a lot more media now, it feels like, as mm-hmm. a whole yeah. towards the end of his career here. I think it's good for the NFL for this to, uh, to happen. I mean, I like it. Like you said, that's, those, that's the locker room. That's the kind of the environment you grew up in and people coming from all different types, of, all different walks of life, all different ways of thinking. And I'm a, I'm, I'm a rabbit hole guy, too. 
even if I'm yes. not going to believe it. Like, uh, if I hear some shit or I hear it different, like, why do you why do you feel that? Why do you think that? Okay, who's funding who? Okay, uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> I may be on YouTube or, or the internet for a couple hours and then come out, but um, so I enjoy it. So, yeah, me sure. too. I do as well. And I think that the culture of a locker room is one that is very vital. Oh, yeah. And the culture of a locker room can be broken. Like, we've heard some alarming stuff about one particular locker room here in Indianapolis. It makes us wonder, is that culture broken? Will they be able to fix it? Mm-hmm. We will hope they will be able to do so. We will not dive into them anymore because it is not worthy of a conversation on this particular winter Wednesday, December 28th. What is worthy of a conversation is another locker room that we think might be on a rocks. Oh, yeah. Shambles. Maybe on thin ice. Mm-hmm. Like that lady that was driving down the canal here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Indiana. No, that's right. And then she didn't know that there was a part that was thin ice. And she was fucking around doing donuts, rolling past people that were ice skating through the canal. And obviously she was a little boozed up. Yeah. And I don't think you're going to be sober going through the canal Maybe. in the middle of downtown Indianapolis. And then obviously her car falls right through. Boom. Hey, thin oh, ice. Shit. She goes through on the other side. This is her driving. Uh, that's the end of it. That's, oh, that's her just driving right on down. They, nobody has her falling through the ice on camera. There's been numerous videos. There's another crew that was ice skating that she drove past. There was this crew that was hanging out on the sidewalk that she drove past. Nobody has it actually falling in, but it did inevitably end up in the ice, crashed. Mm-hmm. She was arrested. Car was totaled. So, bummer. a little bit of a bummer. How bad did it get last week? It was cold. It was really cold. It was cold. Snow. No, not a lot of snow. snow wind. Wind, and, lot. wind and cold. Yeah, wind, wind and cold. cold. Okay. So standard, I don't want to say standard because there were some people that tweeted me and said, will you stop acting like this wasn't a bad storm because some places got hit with the snow and the ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know. for those people, yeah. I apologize. Like, Buffalo. But does that happen? I'm not, I don't know your weather more than ours. I think we just assume that that type of stuff happens to Boston and Buffalo yeah. and that area because of not only lake effect but also – Longitude, latitude situation there. Latitude, I think, with how high you are near the Arctic, like it's going to come. So we apologize that a storm definitely hit up there and bad things happened. I think we talked about that happening while we were kind of talking about how it was a little bit oversold. But I got a couple of tweets from some people that were like, hey, it was real bad here. It was a storm. So I would like to you know, have some empathy for those that had that. In Indiana, it was cold mm-hmm. as fuck. It was windy as fuck. Pipes were burst. Obviously, we had one here. Mm-hmm. I think uh, our old office had one. So that definitely took place in, mm-hmm. uh, in everything. But whenever you talk about traveling and moving, it was just like a standard oh, okay. winter. It was like a standard winter. In day. Indianapolis, yeah. In Indianapolis. You got up further north where there's more snow. There was quite a problem. Yeah, and it was also the wind. Was the wind the was the main problem. Yeah, when you're driving through the cornfields and everything like the that. Drifts the drifts are wind coming. is taking yeah. the snow. So it just yeah. looks like it's a wave of snow coming across there. But it was fucking... It was cold. It was cold. Yeah, it was. Highs highs of zero, negative one for those couple days. But then it turned, you know, and we're back up to highs of 30, and it feels pretty good. Yeah, and we hope everybody ends up uh, surviving. But let's talk about what's going on in the Denver Broncos locker room. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Uh Uh-oh. How do you fix (laughs) a whole team not liking – the quarterback. Now, I'm not saying it's the whole team. We do not know if it's the whole team, but we do know now that there are reports leaking, whether they're valid and true or not, that are against Russell Wilson in everything Russell Wilson is as a Denver Bronco, seemingly. Mm-hmm. Now, whenever you're talking about what's going on at the top, new ownership, Penner, who's been a CEO of Walmart for 15 years, comes out and says the head coach will be directly reporting to me. 
GM will be directly reporting to me. Hey, They've never been in football before, never been in the NFL. A lot of people's immediate reaction would be like, oh, this is smart. This is exactly what needs to happen. But whenever you listen to old Penner talk, he's had a lot of success at a very high level. Yeah. They've done a lot of great things. Let's assume and hope that they'll be able to manage a football team. I think it's going to be difficult, though, when the locker room that you're inheriting is potentially already torn at the seams. There's a lot of great players on the Denver Broncos, so much so that people thought that if they were able to get a good quarterback, they'd be able to win a fucking Super Bowl. They get a good quarterback in Russell Wilson. Top five all time is what he wants to be remembered as and how everybody thought he would be remembered as whenever he was playing as a Seattle Seahawk and how he was going to play as a Denver Bronco. Bring in an offensive guru. Back-to-back MVP has spoken glowingly about this man. Maybe the back-to-back MVP will end up here. And if not, we have the brain that has helped Aaron Rodgers become the cerebral assassin, Nathaniel Hackett, as our head coach. Pay big money to Russell Wilson before he even takes a step onto the field as a Denver Bronco. Then shit unfolds. One game after another. Bad football following. Terrible football following. How is this NFL football football? And that was something that got Nathaniel Hackett fired. And now Mm. Russell Wilson's deal is for another five years worth hundreds of millions of dollars. The locker room now is allegedly speaking out about what is needed to maybe fix the situation in Denver that is obviously seemingly unfixable. Ryan Glassspiegel at Sports Report. Shannon Sharp says, Russell Wilson's teammates are seething over his attitude and that the next Broncos coach should take his private office and parking spaces away. Whoa. We reached out to our sources that happen to know a little bit about the Denver Broncos practice facility Uh Mm -hmm. and whether or not he did have multiple parking spaces, (laughs) because that is certainly a conversation piece if that was to happen. We did a little Googling. (laughs) We did a little sourcing. (laughs) We we learned is this is the player's parking lot right here, okay? Obviously it's smaller. It's a little bit away from everything. Not a lot of spots. We would assume that they go into work into this building, uh, even though even though that's not necessarily, we don't know that as a matter of fact, because the training center's over here. We do know the parking spot's over here. So you would think that maybe Russell Wilson has these first five rows right here. This entire spot right here is for Russell Wilson and Team 3. And whenever that weather starts cooking, everybody's walking by going, this motherfucker, his cardio guy has a spot closer than I do. Because there's obviously enough spots for an entire team. But there are certainly preferential spots that some people probably would like to be parking in, especially if they feel like they have earned it. Our sources have told us, though, to that report from Shannon Sharp, that he does not have multiple parking spaces. Okay. okay. That's big. So that is a big piece Good. of information. I think that is a massive piece of information in this report because I think that's one of the first things that I looked at and was like, parking spaces? I think it was my actual uh-huh. immediate response Odd. because I've been on a team with some OGs who obviously don't want to walk past you know, some rookie's car who's mm-hmm. there or some guy that maybe just signed on the team sitting there or, you know, there's there's every one of those things at every single level of everything. It certainly happens whenever there's winter weather in that situation. So him having multiple spaces I thought would have been a big deal. 
Checked in. Allegedly, he does not have multiple spaces. Okay. It's good yeah. to know. It's private office, though. Darius J. Butler. Man. That is something that has been talked about a lot. I think him having a private office is something he wanted in Seattle. I don't think they gave it to him. <laughs> it was allegedly a part of the bundle deal whenever he went to Denver. That was just like the bullshit hearsay That's about crazy. him having a private office. Now, allegedly, it is a real thing if we go by what Shannon Sharp is reporting. How do you think everybody feels about that? And can you see that there's a little bit of a disconnect between Russell Wilson and the rest of the locker room? And can that be fixed? I mean, that's... That was the first thing that jumped out to me is the private offices. I mean, the space is one thing, but having a private office, like, that's, that's, that's wild. Quarterback or not. Obviously, when you're playing like shit, when you're losing, that's when everything is an issue. But having a private office, like, at the end of the day, you're a quarterback, but, yeah, you're supposed to be still one of the guys, one of the players in the locker room. Maybe you get double locker. I've seen that. Maybe give him a triple locker. Give him on a the corner. corner. On the corner. You know, you got yeah. A private office, though, like, all right, I see y'all boys later. I'm heading to the office. Like, that's 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 wild. <laughs> and to be clear, Peyton Manning, uh, I think he just utilized the quarterback room as his office. Like, Which makes sense. The quarterback yeah. room was his yeah, office. Makes sense. That is, this is, Clyde Christensen was a quarterback coach. I think Clyde knew he was walking into Peyton Manning's office right. whenever he was walking into the quarterback room. Clyde had his own office. Mm-hmm. And when you go in the quarterback room, like, that was just where Peyton was. Yeah. I think yeah. that's just where he was. So I don't know why that is being described as anything different. If that it couldn't be that it would have to be an actual office like up in the front office. Yeah, yeah you would. You know, thing. I would think you know Shannon Sharp is pretty pretty tapped in oh, to, yeah. to that organization. So, I mean, that's that's. So that's our the, sources told us that he does not have multiple spaces. The team three probably. Yeah, that's yeah. The real. That's team the, three probably has. has a bigger, they might be meeting in that office too. Team, that three team office. three's office Definitely. is back there. They got Team 3 parking spaces and his attitude. And I kind of alluded to that, and we all have, I guess. But whenever they showed the entrance for that last game on NFL Network, they showed the tunnel, Mm -hmm. and they were just, like, voicing over it. It was shown longer than any other TV game I've ever seen. And they, they got him all the way from walking all the way to standing in the front, like, just waiting for the go on signal. There was a big wave of Broncos that were walking, and then there was a gap, and then obviously there was Russell Wilson there, mm-hmm. and cameras on, and then there was a big gap, and then there was the rest of the football team. Yeah. So that's during the walk. All right, I'm like, all right, maybe the guy just likes, <laughs> maybe the guy just likes being locked in. You know, everybody yeah. knows give give Russ his space, mm-hmm. but they're showing that, and then as he gets up to the front, when they're waiting now, they get up to the front, he just walks like right through the middle of them. There is not a lot of, hey, 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 hey. Like, wait, this is right before a game. This is right before a game. And then he gets up to the front, and there's a couple, like, interesting moments. Mm -hmm. It was all very uncomfortable. I I felt so (laughs) uncomfortable while I was watching it. And then they go jogging onto the – they wait, wait, wait. There's, like, a good 10 to 15 second of just, like, dry air, (laughs) basically just here's Russ interacting with his teammates right before a game. And it just looked uncomfortable. And you know, but there's some guys that are locked in before yeah, it, games yeah. that don't fucking talk to anybody. Exactly. So I'm trying not to judge it, but there's so much shit that yeah. is happening with this. It's hard not to just be like, hey, this seems like something. This seems like something. Yeah. It's difficult to do that, though. Because every, every, like you said, to your point, everyone has a different approach. When we talk about quarterbacks, you know, you think about, you know, Cam when he was in his prime. He had all the handshakes. Brady, you know, he'd be headbutting or whatever, leading the troops out. Yeah. I'm not sure how Peyton was um, during those moments. Everybody's different. But the thing about it, how you fix it? You play better. You know, if Russ had 10 parking spots and fucking two offices, if he was playing like Peyton Manning or sure. Brady or any of these guys, would play, give him nobody, 20 nobody would give a fuck. Yeah. I'm sure 
when Brady was in New England, I'm pretty sure Alex, like AG, had like a, par- a parking spot, parking mm-hmm. office. I got pulled out of meet before to go see AG and get my got, get my hamstring right. So all that shit is cool when you're winning, when you're playing good football. But when you're not, then it becomes okay. You get to, you saw it with Kyler when you're not playing well. All now all that other shit is all right because you get all that if you earn it with your play. That's cool. But if you're not, then it's like all right. Yeah, yeah, Kyler. And my biggest takeaway for Kyler, just because you brought it up, I feel like Kyler's acting like how a 13-year vet who's won a Super Bowl X. And it's like, it's like that's the way he talks to, like, Cliff. Right. The way he, like, acts and everything like that. And I, I respect him wanting to be, like, more, like, gotta, the, gotta in earn, charge. Man. But, like, yeah, you oh, can't oh, just yeah. – you got to fucking – you got to be – you got to earn that type of thing, exactly. I think. And there's a lot of that happening, I think, with um, – you know that era, the younger generation. I'm not getting into it. I'm not getting into it. <laughs> know. But it's real. Hey, Q kind of alluded to it too uh, when he was talking yesterday about how it was. It is a different, different era. It's just different. You walk into a lot, regardless of where you were drafted. You know how much you're playing. Like it's a certain way you do things in the locker room. And now a lot of guys, you know, you come in and they're. And it's it's. I think it starts up top too with how you. Yeah, give, who do we? You know want? what I mean? It's we, the coach we dance around the bush. Yeah. We don't know. We beat around Bush. We don't like to do that. No, no, never. AJ won't be here today, I don't think. Oh, so he is beating around the bush. No, right now <laughs> he's trying to uh, beat a uh, sixth grade girls basketball full, team. Full court press. That is really giving them a problem. Better get okay. it done. Yeah, he's in the <laughs> middle of a tournament, uh, holiday tournament right now. He's mm-hmm. coaching his daughter's team, you know. Those are the best. He, he said there's one particular team that has really been giving them fits. He's playing the uh, Hawks. Yeah, well, Make some adjustments, coach. Well, he said he gave me – I don't know what time the game is, so I don't want to give away the uh, adjustment. He sent me full fucking game plan. He's money. got something okay. Yeah, I up. said, what are you going to do? You guys are just getting run out of the fucking gym in a holiday tournament? Well, you're missing work to get run out of the gym or whatever? And he sends me a, oh, no, we're adjusting. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> I'd be sitting a goon in a 10th girl on the bench. Yeah. Well, five, what, we're five. Sa- what we're saying, though, is if Shannon's getting any of this information, which he is, and we were told he – Russ does not have more than one space from the source we asked, but we did not follow up about Team 3 having spaces, which yeah. certainly is the case. And to Darius's point, if you're winning, none of this matters. And whenever he signs the deal and makes all these things a part of his contract, a part of his deal, like that's with expe- expectations of this guy playing somewhat of what he used to play like for another team and what they were paying for. If he gets back to winning football, it's good. Do you think the locker room is good if he gets back to playing winning football? you think that's all it's going to take? And do you think he can play winning football with where that locker room potentially is with viewing him yes i think winning fixes everything that's just my personal opinion now you are consistent winning. consistent winning because there are a lot of quarterbacks over the history of the game that a lot of locker room didn't like you know it's probably a lot of quarterbacks it's a small group of people who are probably close to them in their circle you know chill at the house shit like that that you're cool with but it, I don't think a lot of room, a lot of locker rooms are like 100, 90% of the guy, 80% of the guys just love the quarterback. Or like you saw the last dance, like his teammates didn't love Michael Jordan if you sit and talk to him, but like you won. So we deal with him. We're going to fucking him. listen to him. You're going to respect him. That's not me. We're going to go to his fucking baby shower or something. But um, so, yeah, winning. I, I, I'm a firm believer winning, winning, curing all. Half the team went to his birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do people, allegedly, which ended up being. Yeah. We don't know if that's true. Fugues. <laughs> Do people yeah, actually respect him too? Like, it, if he most, wins, that's the thing. If he wins, everybody respect him because you're winning, and that's the only thing oh, that matters. Yeah. He won how with much carry, teammates. I was saying, how much carryover does he get 
Yeah, but they never said anything publicly about him until now. That's the yeah. thing. How much carryover does he get from winning and stuff in Seattle? Like, if he had all those stuff in Seattle after winning Super Bowl and stuff like that, be so when he gets the new locker room, nobody gives a fuck about what. No, he, did you, he comes in with that respect because you've done it, and it's not like you coming from college and the number one pick. Like you've yeah. done it in this league. Like you've won a Super Bowl, you won playoff games, so you definitely get that respect. But in the league, like once you get into a new locker, like. That, you got to earn the respect of those guys, spaces. too. That's different. Like, the coaches respect you. You probably played against some coaches. You got to earn those parking spaces. Exactly. You got to get. Legit. You got to definitely earn that rapport. Well, I've seen a guy's car get towed. <laughs> he didn't. He's, Rookie, he right? went in the, yeah. No he, clue. Who towed he, that car? No, no, no. It was That wasn't. That was not the one that got these sent days, to Montana. Because these days, he, I feel like he could put him on his back and carry it to Montana. Yeah. <laughs> Vinatieri was, <laughs> was not the one. He's so big. Happy birthday, Vinny. Mary Lefmus, happy birthday. Happy Adam birthday, Vinny. Yep. Adam Vinatieri right now is. is currently working out. Yeah. And if yeah. he's not working out, he's eating a protein shake mm-hmm. in preparation for his next workout. This Jeez. dude and his two kids, AJ and – ah, fuck. Don't do this Little right Vinny. Now. I think his name is Vinny, actually. Uh, flex. I bought those. That, last time I seen that dude, the, the youngest one. Mm-hmm. He's got to be like, I don't know how old he is. Last time I seen him, we're talking knee high. How old is Vinny? Vinny's got to be 50. He's jocked. Jocked. Yeah. He's super jocked. Is he joining a bodybuilding car? Bro, look at, look at his kid, his too. His son he was, is jocked yeah, as well. AJ's <laughs> Fucking look at Vinny, bro. <laughs> what is he for? That look like probably 60s right there. He's look at his right. kid, dude. <laughs> fucking Italian stallions out yeah, there, bro. Very left. Baby, Vinny's. Congrats to them staying fit. I can't wait. Vinny's always been like that in the gym, by the way. He's 40 years old. People wow. are doing bench. He gets pissed off. Somebody's doing a little bit more. He's trying to do more. Like, always been just massive meathead. Happy Dog. birthday, Vinatieri. Hey, Happy baby, birthday, man. Adam. I forget what I was going to go to there. Tool, Vinatieri, uh, me thinking of him lifting. Oh. Respect of teammates. Spaces. Parking spot. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay, yeah. This one was, that was training camp. Montana. That was awesome. Somebody's car got shipped to Montana. <laughs> that was incredible. The mitts? No, yeah. no, 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 no. We don't need to talk about it. Oh. It was unbelievable. Was fucking car. Hey, you need to not look for your car anymore. We found it. <laughs> Where is Now, that person deserved it as well. I mean, that is something that happened. I think... Ah, we'll move on from that. Hilarious. The idea, the... Con- I cried laughing when I heard about what was taking place. Mm-hmm. That's... It was like... Yeah, it was one of the best ideas I've ever heard in my life. But with the rookie, showed up at practice, parked front row, mm-hmm. front corner spot with the way the Colts have it set up, mm-hmm. goes into meetings. Somebody says to him, like, hey, is that your – like two people said, like, hey, that's your car, right? That's parked right there? Yeah, okay. Yeah, probably just going to have to move. Okay, I'll get it later or whatever. Okay, that was one person said it to him. Uh-oh. So then, you know, then he leaves the – he was in the training room, though. He's getting treatment. Okay, we appreciate that. He's, <laughs> he's heading into special teams meeting. I think an equipment guy was like, hey, that's your, uh, that's your car there, Senior? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to go right now to uh, special teams or individual or something. Like okay. Somebody heard that, and I, I did watch it all go down. I did watch it all go down, and I laughed through it all because I saw this, the face when somebody heard him say it for the second time. Yeah, I'll get it later or whatever. Uh, okay, you don't to get it. Had a couple opportunities. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That thing got fucking saran wrapped mm-hmm. and then shipped. See you later. <laughs> and then had to tell him where it was, go pick it up. So the parking spaces thing is why, when I heard the report from Shannon Sharp, I'm like, well, that could be an actual ordeal over there. 
Seems like that's not going to be the case. Let's move on, though. The Colts are dead, dude. So dead. <laughs> you hear me? Hey. Fucked. Hey. What is the deal? Oh. There's some teams that have bad it's cultures right now lot. that aren't going to be good. Like, wh- how are the Cardinals going to get good? New GM, new head coach. Yep. I guess. Right? Is that what you yeah. do? And then you hope that that guy gets along with Kyler. How are the Colts yeah. going to get good? Quarterback. Same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're good gotta, players. Just start. play good. Chris Ballard's going to be the GM. Mm-hmm. So... Or say said he was safe top for five, next year. He top five pick and hope that one of these quarterbacks is good. Yeah, yeah. but then you hope that the team is also going to be like a professional Just team. That too. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. going to hope from the reports that we heard. There's not a lot of we that need, going on behind the scenes. Fucking structure. We might How be due to just you know suck for a little bit. And franchises go through this. You know, you had the the Peyton run. Yeah, you know, luck obviously had success and he retired early, but. Uh, we, may, we, may, we may just suck for a few years. For a few uh, years? Huh? You think this is years? not going to be like a 10-year thing? No. no. Well, well, you need to I relax. I mean, hey, we're talking about culture and quarterbacks. Jacksonville's got both of those things and like, what, in Peterson's first year and Trevor Lawrence's second year? I mean, what, year? they went – Got seven wins. It's not like they mm-hmm. they've gotten playoff they've runs. Sure, but we're, we're talking about the fucking, fucking Jags. We're talking about the Jags, though. The team that has had two back-to-back number one overall picks, and now finally they're yeah. That's possibly. what he's saying. Now it can all change. Mm-hmm. All you need is one good pick, right? I, I don't see us sucking for a long time. Well, no, because two championships Payton. this decade, so yeah. they can't suck for that long. Well, that's what Jim Ursa doesn't. Ursa doesn't fucking hire losers. All right. Well, he just did actually. He had, no. he hired two of them. <laughs> he hired two of them. They both Ooh. lost, and he oh. he also Ooh. he also oh uh, Jeff and Frank, and Whoa, then he also. Oh. Hey, look, hey, look if you look if you're getting outscored ninety to nine in the fourth quarter, that tends to make me feel like you're a loser. But with that being said, Jeff didn't have a chance. It's not even the coach thing though with Jim. Like Nick sent an article in today, and he said he reluctantly extended Frank Reich. How do you? Yeah, what does that what mean? What the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah, yeah, reluctantly, you're the owner. You either do it or you don't. And if you're in that situation where it's like, man, I don't want to give this guy nine million dollars. You know, every year till 2026, <laughs> even if I fire him. But I'm going to reluctantly because why not? Like, that's not how winning organizations work. And you look at the contracts he's picked up these last two years. Carson Wentz, oh. and that was a terrible one. And then instead yeah, of, they got rid of it. Yeah, they yeah, got rid of it. Yep. Rid of it. And, get, and guess what they yeah, did? Yeah. Hey, let's go get a worse one. Let's get an older quarterback who's less mobile. <laughs> let's get a guy who's probably going to have to relearn this entire offense. And then let's get a contract that nobody – Will ever pick up because Carson at least was young. Matt Ryan is on the back nine, back three of his career, and he's forty-three million dollar hit. Like they are fucked for a long time, <laughs> not just for a few years. All right, we'll see. Uh, salary cap's we'll see. going up. We'll see what takes place. We'll right. uh, we need, from what I've been told, though, the culture is the problem, okay. and the culture is all only thing that they were worrying about early. Whenever they had all the money and they weren't going to bring in any vets because they wanted to build the culture, build the culture, build the culture. They built the culture. Everybody in the culture got paid. And then I heard there was maybe a little bit of a loss of culture over there. Can't have that. Fix that. Can't yeah. have that. Yeah, you mentioned it yesterday. Like, And obviously Sean Payton would be a home run, but he's going to have the pick of the litter. But they do need someone probably like him or like Brian Flores, like a yeah. fucking drill sergeant who's going to basically like, hey, I'm not, you know, Frank, right? Great guy, not finding guys for, you know, doing whatever and just kind of like, I'm going to be your buddy. Like, 
they need a guy coming in like, hey, listen, I'm not trying to be your fucking friend, okay? Like, We're trying to win games. Yeah, exactly. And there's different ways to go about winning. There's yeah. been players, coaches that have had success. There's been drill sergeant type yeah. coaches that have mm-hmm. had success. I think there has to be structure, has to be accountability, has to be culture. Everybody thinks if you bring in Sean Payton, like you said, there's a chance that that will automatically take place because he is kind of a, hey, we are doing the details, we're on time, we're doing this, we're doing that. Even though everybody loves him and a shoe game is impeccable, mm-hmm. I think he is a high accountability coach. He liked the tweet. Right. You know, from a Colts fan saying, come save us. So maybe there's a chance Sean Payton comes to the Indianapolis Colts. There are new reports circulating, not just the Internet via pro football talk, but also through Mike Thomas's Instagram Whoa. story. New Orleans Saints wide receiver out of the Ohio State, a man who is a game wrecker, hasn't played in a while because of an injury, but we assume if he gets back on the field, will be an absolute showstopper. He obviously takes a picture, or or he shares a post from Who Dat's Nation. Mm -hmm. Who Dat's Nation. Uh, Pro Football Talk Mike Florio reported, as the coaching carousel prepares to spin, there's increasing chatter in league uh, circles about Sean Payton returning to the Saints, possibly... With Tom Brady at quarterback. Remember, that was supposed to happen at Miami. That's why Sean Payton retired on a Monday out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Just, boom, out of nowhere, I'm retiring. I'm out of here. Because there was allegedly a situation that was brewing in Miami where he and Tom would both get a little bit of ownership while being coach and quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. That is also allegedly where the Tom and Giselle real big issues started to take off because he was going to be in Miami where allegedly she wanted to be. He was going to be an owner of a team and a quarterback. It was going to be a win-win. Then it all gets added. There's lawsuits that take place. There's tampering allegations and lawsuits that took place with the fucking Dolphins reaching out to Tom whenever he was a member of the Patriots way back in the day. Mm -hmm. Now, Sean and Tom may be being reunited with the New Orleans Saints who still have the rights to Sean Payton and would have to trade it away if he was to go coach anywhere else. Do you think this happens? Do you think this works? D, but what is your initial thoughts on this? I see Sean Payton coming back to a team with a young or at least a quarterback kind of in his prime. Like, I I think Tom Brady, uh, I think he's done. Whoa! Oh, 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 I, I, I love Brady. I always said I will be wrong when he when it, when he comes up and he's washed and he falls off a cliff because of how he's, you know, sustained this level of play. But I think after this year, he'll probably hang it up. I don't see Sean Payton coming back to a Broncos-type situation or – even the Saints, you know, I don't see that happening. Yeah. They still got Taysom Hill on that contract that Sean Payton signed to do with an right. upside of $40 million um, a year if he was going to be the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady has been through a lot this year. Exactly. I mean, there's been a lot this year that has taken place. Obviously, his family, everything has taken place with that. But also, he's getting sued, I think, yeah. for all this cryptocurrency yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's got to be hard, even for a robot man mm-hmm. that is Tom Brady, to stick with your routine. We saw him miss training camp. He missed a walkthrough. He missed other things throughout the year that weren't being reported. Allegedly, our sources are telling us. So he has not been the same person at all. I wonder if he'll go out on this year. I wonder if he'll let this be how his thing will. Or will he say, if I commit fully everything that I need to commit to it, like I wasn't able to do last year when I was getting sued by fucking everybody, when I was getting a divorce, my family's falling apart, when the NFL was investigating tampering things where I was going to maybe own the Dolphins. I, I just, I'm trying to think as a human that is Tom, tough yeah. to do because Tom's one of one, but I think he can probably make up a lot of excuses for why this year has sucked 
And I, I'm not sure that he wants to go out with this ass of a year being the year that everybody remembers him by. No, I think if he was still happily married, then maybe. You know, it'd be like, okay, I've, I've done enough. But now that that's not there, like, and he's set to be a free agent again, and, like, he'd kind of be foolish not to listen. Because they're, no matter how he's played Do this year. you think he's washed? Mm, I wouldn't say wash, but he, he, he's, he's not. He's, 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 he's you can definitely see it on the decline because last year, dude had an MVP season. Like if, if A Rod didn't have a season, yeah, he could have been an MVP. But we this we year, talk, so we've been talking about Vegas. Like he is an upgrade from Derek Carr. Like oh, there's some stats coming out about Derek Carr. Yeah, right? he, he's not very good. And you New, know Orleans, I mean? New Orleans fans are. We're talking about the New Orleans Saints right now. Maybe getting Sean Payton and Tom Brady, and that's probably. I don't know if the mayor's going to come out and do the recruiting pitch, right? Like yeah. she did to Russell Wilson. Yeah. And, she better be happy that that didn't work there she is. with how everything has gone down in Denver thus far. But these Derek Carr stats here are alarming. Most losses by starting quarterback in first nine NFL seasons. By the way, playing nine seasons is a lot. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of years in the NFL. That's longer than my career. I played eight years, punter. Nine years a lot. Archie Manning, he was quarterback for the New Orleans Aints. Mm-hmm. Remember, everything sure. went wrong for Archie down there. 83 losses. Derek Carr, 79. Norm Sneed. Norm Steed, 71 losses. Jeff George with the Colts, I believe. Yep. 70. 70 losses. So yeah, that's a set. lot of L's. I saw him mm-hmm. in a Colts jersey, too, recently. Yeah, he, he looked Derek good. Derek Carr, he, he looked good in that. Yeah, no, that was Foxy around. fucking around. Don't, oh, okay. That's group text. That's that was a meme. He, he looked good, though, but the only report. thing about no, Derek no, no. Carr is he's report. too cheap. He's only like $30 million. He doesn't cross that threshold. Uh, yeah, they need so much. Yeah, 45. Has to be older than that, too. So we always talk about the Raiders winning a bunch of games out of nowhere that we don't expect them to win then inevitably at the end kind of falling apart yeah mm-hmm. that's not that's, that's that was not, the that was the gruden mo no but that's like i think it's Derek, right yeah. well yeah he's a big part of it for well, sure sometimes he plays really well he's unbelievable yeah. that middle of the season they had they went on that streak where that's every like, year right oh shit yeah it was it was oh shit the raiders are gonna make the playoffs and that and every had, year and he had the mvp year that you know cole snapped his ankle in half trent but oh, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Derek that Carr, that's, Christmas man, Eve. That that's a surprise. Eve. That's a shocking stat. Though. Really? Me too. I seen it. That's I was shocked. surprised. Me, yeah. You think about all the quarter. I mean, I guess they don't start long enough to lose. Nine years game, a long time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm. Got to be good. Got to be just good. Got to be good to start fun. nine seasons. Yeah. Archie caught a stray too. Sorry, Archie. Yeah, New Orleans Saints caught a stray there too. That's so Archie's. The Saints go well. from the Saints go from uh, fans in this show. Sean yeah. Payton, Tom Brady, yeah. right into. No way. Is Sean going to go no, back? No, not a chance. Then right into, hey, you remember when? Oh, you guys got bad. Those are the we just gave the Saints. But we apologize for that. We do appreciate the city down there in the Bayou. Angle on that, would uh, would Sean want to do that, or would he care about doing that to his good friend and longtime coaching partner, Dennis Allen? Just he just moved him right, right, when right back to D.C. Hey, congrats. Hey, it, was it was like an interim run, right? Didn't mm-hmm. have as much success. You're still getting paid yeah. as a head coach. Keep Those it moving. Those haven't worked well. That's the Bucks and the Saints. Move yeah. from Peyton and B.A. and then – Move to Bruce Arians, shit, and we know him a yep. little bit. I don't know him as well as most people that would know him better. That's a statement of fact. Yeah, it is. No matter how you read it, <laughs> right? That is a. If you were to type that one out, please keep in. That was a statement of fact. Yep. No holes in that. Because you mm-hmm. cannot. <laughs> nope. Can't punch any holes in that. What I'm saying is, one year I was around him, mm-hmm. sat next to him in the team meetings when he wasn't the head coach, and then when he was the head coach, he would run a video. Sit like there was, I had a lot of interactions with Bruce Arians. I feel like from a punter, offense coordinator, head coach, interim head coach situation, you know, he loved talking shit. Okay? Oh yeah, he loved it. Hell that yeah. he was so competitive, and with the way it all ended there, 
in Tampa. None of us know the truth. Mm-hmm. Who knows if we ever will? That kind of came out of nowhere. He was hanging around there a little bit at the beginning of the season. I haven't seen him since. Have you seen him? I haven't heard no, anything not about Bruce really. Arians. He was talking he shit to someone on, um, from the other team on the sideline and earlier. They kicked him, and he yeah. got a penalty. Yeah, yeah. he got a penalty. Saints game. He got a penalty, and I haven't seen him. That was the last we saw. I haven't seen him on the sidelines. Bruce Arians was talking shit. That's like almost the perfect way for Bruce Arians to last we've seen. Him getting a penalty for talking shit as a consultant to the team in the box to the side yeah. of the thing. Like, that is – he has to think to himself. There ain't nobody motherfucking better than me, baby. Oh, it yeah. doesn't me. He leaves Pittsburgh. What has he got? Pittsburgh really hasn't, right? Well – Since he's – Well. Have you? I mean, they had a top five offense for, like, the entire time Todd Haley was the – But – Okay. But have you? Have, have you, you won, won since – what? Was t- Todd Haley was after B.A. left there? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so – Was the Killer Bees? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, have you won, though, since B.A.'s been there? No. The Super Bowl? Yeah. No. Okay, so B.A.'s saying, I leave Pittsburgh. They haven't won Super Bowl since mm-hmm. I've been there. I'm with the Colts. They go to the fucking AFC Championship. I, they haven't won since I've been there. Arizona Cardinals, fuck. We go on a run all the way. <laughs> yeah. They haven't won since I fucking left there. Tampa Bay, same team. Ooh. Same, they haven't motherfucking won since I left. I mean, that whole place crumb. That is what B, this guy, driving around on a golf cart on a golf course somewhere. About to drown a nine iron for not hitting a proper shot into a pond somewhere. <laughs> Playing scratch golf when he's laying down with his pillow at night after he's had a couple of his vitamin drinks. <laughs> he is certainly saying everything we just said. Oh, yeah. He's gone. They fucking, they're dead. Yeah. He leaves Arizona. They're fucking dead. Indianapolis has him. I don't think we've won a playoff game since his fucking ass has been there. Frank. Did, he, did Frank get one playoff one? Come on, no, What are we talking about? I don't think the so. Bill. They lost, they lost the, the Bills. 27-24. Just think if you're Bruce Arians, though. That is – you're thinking about yeah. that. Yeah, quite the feather in the cap. Yeah, yeah. B.A., I mean, he was a, a great coach. And all the stuff we talked about, accountability, oh, yeah. you know, keeping it real, talking shit. Like, that was one of the highlights of even the defenses. You know, you come into practice. Luck wasn't really talking shit, but you know you're going to hear B.A. barking. Yeah. Uh, so, um yeah, miss B.A. Well, and people were scared to fuck up with B.A. Mm-hmm. Like, they were scared of – That's important. Not just – he was – everybody talks about him as, like, a player's coach. Like, oh, his players love him, his players love him, his players love him. I think it's because he treated literally everybody the same exact way. Treated everybody uh-huh. the same. You knew exactly what the fuck you were getting with B.A. Now, I, I was only there for one year getting to watch him work. It was the year where he became an interim head coach and was the offense coordinator. And then in the playoffs, he had to go to the hospital overnight and we were done. Remember yeah. that? Uh, he got, Is that what Clyde called? Yeah, Baltimore. Yeah. It was yeah. in Baltimore. Yeah. We wake up. We go to the stadium. Mm-hmm. B.A.'s not there. We lose. So another thing, B.A. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. another. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. So, yeah, Chuck won. Chuck won, playoff, yeah. Playoff Had to games after B.A. Yeah, because yeah. we go all the way. Yep. To the, yep. Yeah. It to is the, pretty funny, though. He, t- he shows up to practice. They win that game. He yells the sideline for the Saints game. They win that game. So that's two games between those games. He wasn't there. They lose both those games. Just his yeah. presence. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. And to Ty's point about Vegas with Tampa, like Brady had the same coach for 20 years, and then he's had, what, two coaches, possibly three if he switches again in the last four years. Like, wouldn't he want to go back to a place where he doesn't have to relearn an offense or, in, like, integrate his offense? Yeah, I think we were being quoted by people as being the ones that stated, as a matter of fact, that Tom's going to the Vegas Raiders. Yeah. Just because it makes too much sense. League circles, though, what is that all about? What is League Circles talking about that Florio's yeah. talking? What does that even mean? You is that think? like what executives or like you I don't know anything Florio says? Whoa, 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 oh, oh, the lawyer. Personally, it's a holiday season. <laughs> yeah, 
He's been doing it a long time. Yes. What the heck? Yeah, league circles could literally mean anything. Well, that's the problem with we a lot of things. We could be a league things. circle. Yeah. Holy shit. Stewards of the game right here. Well, yeah, you two, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Cause no, because we, we are in their circle, so yeah. we would technically yeah. be in the league circle. Kind of form a circle. This too. is a league circle because like a representative from the league is in it. He works for NFL matchups. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Films. ESPN, you know, you, you guys, yeah, you guys are connected to locker rooms. Yeah, it's also a war circle too. When you think about it, because D Bud knows Southpaw. True. Thank you, Sal. Thank you, Thank Sal. You, Sal. Thank you, Sal. Thank you, Sal. Sal. And his family. All right, yep. let's cover a couple more things. Carson Wentz will be the starter against the Browns this weekend for the Washington Commanders. Remember, <laughs> the Green Bay Packers are hoping that the Commanders will lose one of their games down the stretch here, and that would mean they could win out and. Make the playoffs. After the tumultuous season that the Green Bay Packers have had, it is seemingly all still right in front of them. Aaron alluded to it yesterday. All the pundits are alluding to it now. Carson Wentz has announced the starter against the Cleveland Browns. The Browns, you know. They stink. <laughs> they have players. Miles Garrett they was do. suspended for the first quarter this past week for team about? offenses. We have not learned what that is. He was sick last week mm-hmm. as well, allegedly, so he missed a couple practices. Was he late to a meeting? He gets suspended. He's one of their best players. What's going on in Cleveland? Deshaun's there. Deshaun on the football field. We won't talk about everything off the field. It's a lot. On the football field, has not been able to just be the MVP-like player he was seven years ago whenever he played every single week. I think they're viewing this as a preseason almost for Deshaun. It get uh, some game action in there. Then he gets into another offseason. Then he has another OTAs, another training camp. Then they're back in there. I think that's probably how they're viewing it, especially with how much money they're paying Deshaun. But as soon as we said Carson Wentz is starting for the commanders, and we saw that beautiful picture of him not using the laces. Because right. Carson yeah. Wentz just plays football. He doesn't need the laces. No, no. he does uh-huh. not. Nope. Hey, we need to talk a little bit more about the quarterbacks that aren't using the laces because that used to be a topic of conversation. It's, this guy's mitt is so big, mm-hmm. he doesn't need the laces. Nope. Duke is a big ball. Yeah. Carson don't care. He's throwing that thing around to everybody, including the other team every once in a while. You celebrated. You'd rather face Carson than Taylor Heineke? You'd rather face the guy they're paying $28 million than the guy they're paying $7 million? What are you so excited about as a Browns fan this weekend, Ty Schmidt? Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I... I understand they're pot committed, but like the only reason they're in the posi- the only reason the commanders are in the position they're in right now is because that entire team has rallied behind Heineke, and maybe he is his ceiling is like a career backup, but they've been winning. They've kind of like I said, they've rallied behind him. Like Carson, not only has he not played in several weeks and hasn't gotten those reps, like he's coming off being hurt, but like. You know what you're getting out of him. Yeah, he there is there a chance he goes out and throws for 400 yards and three touchdowns on Maybe. Sunday? Maybe. Maybe. He might run for two, too. Sure. He could. Is there a chance he throws three picks and takes four That's sacks true. for, you know, an 18-yard loss multiple times? Yeah, there is. So, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, okay, if Heineke would have been starting, I would have been like, oh, shit, you know, this is going to be very, very difficult. I think – Carson Wentz starting. All Packers fans are jacked up. What is the line done at uh, Tony Diggs? One half of the hammer. Done. Cowboys. Do you know um, what the movement has been since Carson Wentz has been announced starter? Bo- because remember, Carson Wentz goes to the Commanders. Zero change in their odds to win the Super Bowl. None. Vaughn Miller goes to the Bills. Not a quarterback. A little bit of a bump uh, in like – uh, percentages of winning, like mm-hmm. worse odds all of a sudden. You're getting worse on your money because they added Von Miller. 
Commanders add Carson Wentz. No change at all from the sports books. None. You have Heineke, you have Carson, you have the Commanders. This is what we think it is preseason. So will they change at all for Carson? Will it be better or worse? Because I'm starting to think, rested Carson? <laughs> oh, my. T- scary Terry McLaurin? Yeah. The type of player he mm-hmm. is Dotson. with how Carson is a ex- – Dotson, with how he extends plays and just throws all fuck it. Mm-hmm. Scary Terry loves that type of stuff. Like, that's where Scary Terry literally thrives. Mm-hmm. He's um, – what if Carson Wentz takes the commanders, couple game run into the playoffs – Playoff Carson, the commies doing their thing, and Snyder and Ron Rivera are all playing big boy chess. Everybody's distracted by Taylor Heineke, the feel-good story, the guy who's buying Jordans for the team, Mm -hmm. the guy who's cutting promos for everybody, the guy who's saying all I do is zin, 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 no matter what. I'm going to go watch film. Everybody loves him. They're chanting his name, basically. Ron Rivera's like, you know what the boys need right now? Snyder's like, yeah, I do know. That Jesus-loving son of a bitch who's been sitting on the bench. Let's go ahead and rattle this thing up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and get the boys a little pissed off for these last couple weeks. And let's let Carson do Carson things and ride us into that promised land. And that could happen. Carson could have the greatest game of all time this weekend. Very possible. That that is a very real thing. Just from, like, a locker room perspective, how do you think those guys feel? Because Heineke has – like, they have. They've all rallied behind him and – it's not like they're eliminated from playoff contention. Mm-hmm. Like, they no, win these not. next two games, they're fucking in. And granted, as a Packers fan, like, this is all a moot point if they don't win their last two games. But if you're in that Washington locker room, like, how do you do you feel good about this? Like, this uh, guy hasn't fucking played in six weeks. Yeah, losing you know, he hasn't. That's, a, that's your starting quarterback coming into the season. And it's not like Heineke has, you know, played, like, lights out. No, you know, definitely he, he, not. You know, he's played decent. He's played solid. But... So, I mean, you're still going to go out there and handle your business. I don't think you feel one way. It's not like, you know, you're benching a guy who's been playing great and you're just putting a guy so back you in think there because those, he's getting paid big money. You think those guys think that Carson gives them a better chance to win than Heineke does? Well, they got a better, obviously, a better viewpoint than us because they see him in practice. They've probably mm-hmm. seen him on scout team, see him around the building. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's, that's interesting to see how that team works. All right, let's take a break here. What are you going to say, Tom? It was two and a half yesterday. It's one and a half today. I mean. Get it now. Get it now before they realize what they're doing. Washington. Washington? Yeah. Get it now. But like I assume So they were favored by two and a half. I assume they thought that Car like once you put Carson in the game last week, there was no way that Heineke was starting this game, right? I guess. I don't know, man. There were rumblings before the game even started, Correct. right? Yeah, yeah, there, there was. Yeah, that could be Short a quick leash. hook. Yeah. 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 And then Heineke didn't really play that bad. And he played well. And joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, is a two time two time. Super Bowl champion. Everybody knows him from the work that he's done with the Patriots. He's with the Dolphins for a little bit, back to the Patriots, and then this offseason he signed with the Los Angeles Chargers. And now, no coinky dink, the Los Angeles Chargers have stamped their ticket to the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. Kyle Van Noy. Yay! Kyle, how you doing, buddy? First of all, I got to 
apologize for our PR department. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> I got to throw them under the bus a little bit. <laughs> no, I think they were doing a little gamesmanship. I think it was smart by the PR uh, department, you know, make you think that you don't have any friends in Indy, so you'll come out on primetime mm-hmm. and shit all over the Colts. Let's dive into it. You guys punch your ticket to the playoffs. This is something I think you obviously expected as soon as you got there. We talked to you whenever you got there, how much you loved the building, how much you loved the team, how much talent there was. The season kind of has one of these. You've remained quiet behind the scenes. Now you guys are in the playoffs. What have you seen from the team as of late? And what growth have you seen since the beginning of the year that have, you know, now you guys are, hey, you're a playoff fucking, the Chargers are a playoff program. What have you seen uh, this year from behind the scenes, Kyle? Ooh, man, we could be here all day talking about that. No, let's do it. <laughs> I do. I, that's uh, something that everybody it, else is trying to find, Kyle. Everybody's trying yeah, to find that right now. I, I agree. It's been a lot. Uh, I feel very blessed to be in the situation that, I've, that I'm have that i in here because I've been able to communicate with everybody saying, hey, we just, we just got to keep grinding. You know, everybody was kind of up and down at the beginning of the year. So many injuries. Uh, Coach Staley and... Uh, Tom Telesco did a great job of just staying positive and focused on the main thing, which is just winning games. And I think when it came down to it as a group, we all got together and we we were, you know, we remained focused on that goal, which is just to win one game at a time and eventually get in that tournament. You know, we, we had a couple bumps in the roads with the Kansas city losing both of those games and, you know, getting smacked by Jacksonville. My goodness. Um, hey, they're a good team. A couple, mm-hmm. a couple other L's here and there, but we remained on the main goal, which was just to keep winning each and every week. And now we're here where we're at. We're nine and six, and we we got the battle of L.A. this week. You know, the McVay and Staley they know each other well. We have some team. I have some teammates here that played for the Rams, so uh, they're going to want to go. And I think the other side, they're going to want to go too. Uh, McVay's going to show that he's still one of the top notch coaches bringing Baker in, you know, and he's slinging that thing. Hey. Oh, my goodness. Hey, um, hey no wristband. No wristband on Baker either. <laughs> That's um, yeah. His brain, I don't think we've respected Baker Mayfield's brain. Like, nobody has mentioned Mm-mm, that Baker Mayfield know. has a good brain ever since. That dude has a photographic memory. They're going no wristband. Have you started looking into their offense at all? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. No, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still, I'm still trying to recover from this flight. Yeah, long one, huh? Uh, yeah, we got in at six. I walked in at six a.m. to a screaming baby, so it was daddy daycare when I got home with wifey, bro. I got respect for that. You know, punch a ticket to the playoffs, make a big play on Monday Night Football, hop on a long ass plane. Now you're dad. Now you're now. This is what really matters in life, and obviously yep. you're an incredible dad. I can't wait to reach out to you with questions that I have. But let's let's get back to you being, you know an older guy in the league now. I didn't hear you talk about this much ever in your answer right there, and I think this is what we expected with you becoming a member of their team, but sources have told me, (laughs) sources have told me that behind the scenes, you've gotten to a point where you're a little bit more comfortable to be a vocal leader uh, with that team. Is that a real thing? And how long did that take? And did you not want to step on anybody's toes? How did that kind of come about, you think? Wow, you have good sources. <laughs> <laughs> journalism. Hey, that's yeah. journalism. Hell yeah. It is. We just did journalism. Woo. Yeah. We did the journalism. League circles. You guys, you guys did a good job. League circles. <laughs> Boom. 
boom, boots on the ground too. Uh, was, yeah. My uh, sources face to face told me. <laughs> no, no, that's real though. I heard that. I expected it, I think. But them pointing it out as like being a, hey, like a real benefit for our team is that Kyle has kind of gotten comfortable enough to be a vocal leader. That's real. When did that happen? And why do you think that took place? Yeah, I think it it was something that I was battling because, you know, as an older player, when you're not performing well uh, to your standard, like I wasn't performing how I wanted to perform, you know, playing with a couple injuries here and there. And you want to you want to pick your spots of when you want to say something. Then finally, like I was healthy enough and we, it was after. Uh, I want to say we were six and six, whatever time that was. And I felt like that was a great opportunity to finally get the guys together and really just talk ball with them. No coaches, no outside anything, just have everybody come together and just be a, a unit. And I feel like as a group, K-Mac, DJ, they've done a great job. Um, cool. And then I just felt like I want to put my stamp on it as far as doing what I do best and that's getting uh, building relationships with folks getting people to buy into everything that we're doing get on the same page and win games like I, I told you this a long time ago anywhere I go I win and I'm, <laughs> I'm that's how I roll like I don't care if it hurts your feelings like I win and I want to win and I'm, I'm happy that I'm able to come here and bring that winning culture and that winning mindset. And I know all, all the rest of our guys have that same mindset. And, you know, anytime you have a quarterback like number 10, too, like your 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 shot to win skyrockets. I mean, he's a really good player. Every throw he makes, it seems like it's just like a check down. Like, it's just like effort. It's like a, and he has that like three quarter. Mm-hmm. So it just yeah. looks like he's like almost skipping a rock. And then it's a fucking 35 yard laser. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God. This dude is yeah. throwing missiles. I like to hear that about you, though, man, because there's there's a lot of conversation happening right now around the NFL, and I don't know how much you can pay attention to it, especially because you guys are in the middle of a playoff push and you're building relationships and everything like that. There's a lot of cultures that are fucking getting exposed for being broke this NFL season, and it's getting a lot more media and press coverage, I think, than it ever has before about culture, 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 trigger word. Everybody, yeah. else, everybody always says it's cliche, but like our culture. That's how you have to talk about culture now, but Having a veteran that like gets yeah, it, yeah, like, hit it right there, right? Isn't that been, that's a real I've been thing? Trying to, I've been trying to tell people, man. Everybody, you know, obviously it's a young man's game. We, everybody, I'll be the first one to say it. You'll be the same one. Everybody, AJ, D, but everybody who's played in it is it's a young man's game, right? But if you're trying to win and you're trying to go where you want to go, you definitely need veteran players. It's just you look at all the Super Bowl teams. Uh, previous i mean they're all older players you could argue um you know the rams were older the chiefs when they won they were older besides patrick mahomes i mean uh, the patriots we were always older when i was playing there um you know you could just go down the line of super bowl i mean you got your guy aaron Rodgers, your guy oh yeah they were older they were older so just if you look at the teams that go far in those playoffs they're experienced they're seasoned They've been through it, and, you know, more teams want to go this young route, which is cool, but they're not going to go where they want to go. That's just my opinion. You guys don't have anybody that's been there before, so it might be uncharted waters, and some people will take to those situations like a fish to water, but not everybody will. So whenever a situation kind of bullets start to fly, it's always nice to have somebody that isn't a coach being like, hey, this is what we got to do. We got to lock it. We're hearing about people missing 
not just one building now, multiple buildings. Missing team meetings, middle of season, just missing team meetings and coming in and just being like, hey, sorry about it, man. What? Yeah. I didn't know. My bad. <laughs> like, that's happening in play. Like, that can't happen. <laughs> that can't happen. It, 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 exactly your reaction was, it's unbelievable what's going on in some places around the end. It's absurd right now, Kyle. Darius has a question. We could talk all day about <laughs> that right uh-huh. there. Darius has a that's question dope. for you, though, Kyle. Hey, Kyle, been a, a two-time Super Bowl champ. Uh, obviously, you know, a lot of people have not experienced that. But what's the, the biggest difference for the younger players and for the fans that may not know going into playoff ball week in, week out? Like, what's the difference from that in the regular season? Whew. Love D-Butt, man. You got some good questions. Uh, <laughs> You've been around, Honestly, man. There, there, there's a, there's a couple, but the ones that hit, that come to my mind the fastest would just be the attention to detail and the skill of the art form of football. And what I mean by that is oh. the coaching with the playing mm-hmm. and the different chess matches that you see, how they're trying to attack a team. Uh, the level of IQs that are out on the field of guys that are tuned into their job and what offensers trying to do and defensive guys are doing checks and just being, you know, so locked into uh, the intricacies of football. And I know that I'm going all over the place right there, but no, but you have to be locked I- in. Yeah. So you have to yeah, be locked just in. To the be able IQ, to but the IQ level of football out there. I mean, when you're playing, it brings back memories when I'm I'm playing against um, we're playing against Steelers and back in AFC Championship in 2016 and Bill comes in grabs a couple of us and he comes into the team meeting room and he's like yo Ben Roethlisberger you know it's a pass when he his body language is like oh he's not out of the league now but so when his foot was up or mm-hmm. his foot was like <laughs> together, you knew it was running past. And so oh, no. you had all of us out there when the first play, we we're like, ah, well, let's check it out. And then the second play, oh shit, trust it, trust it, trust it. You know, the next series, we're like, we're trusting it. And so we're yelling, pass, pass, pass. And just those little things that you can get up on a team is huge so you already have the advantage if you know that play every time you walk up is a run or a pass because then you're yelling pass or run and everybody's like they're looking at each other like what the hell is their key mm-hmm. so just something like that it's is- your fucking move your- <laughs> <laughs> hey is it our tackle it's our tackle uh, we've been telling them yeah, you can't- we can tell ben now appreciate you ben <laughs> uh we know you gotta go you're in the middle of your work uh, you're in the middle of a work day. I got five minutes. I got five minutes. Okay, sweet, sweet, sweet. Five we appreciate minutes. you. That was an incredible question, D. But Connor has one for you. Yeah, Kyle, you just mentioned Bill Belichick, and obviously him and Staley are years apart as far as age. But what's the biggest coaching difference? Because Staley, you know, he has been known to be a little unconventional, go for it on fourth down and all those things, and that is basically the opposite of what happened in New England. So how have you gelled with him coming from New England? Staley is very, very smart. He has a bright future in the NFL. Um, Obviously, he's my coach, so I'm going to say good things, right? But just he loves football, man. He's so energetic. Uh, These these new – you guys have talked to these new age coaches, the McVeighs, the Shanahans, the LaFleurs, 
all these dudes, these dudes are like nerds, you know? <laughs> and I say I say that in a good way, right? Yes, nerds football in the nerds. Sense that they, they love football. They love the history. They love the ins and outs about everything. And I respect that. Uh, they love their job. They love what they do. I would say the biggest difference between Bill and uh, and Staley's relationships. He has relationships with every single player on the team. Uh, it's really impressive how he can work a room. Uh, he's got everybody number on, in their favorites. He can call them right then and there. And any player he reaches out, you know, it, it, I respect that. And and to in this new age of players, you got to do that. And he's done a great job of that. And I'm not saying Bill, I have a great relationship with Bill, but not everybody does. And so I would say that's the biggest difference is the relationship base that Staley forms versus Bill. I don't think you're burying Bill there at all by no. saying that. But that was what Staley was talking about, how COVID year. Yeah. Like my entire thing is relationships. In the COVID year, I literally wasn't even allowed to be mm-hmm. around anybody. He's invested huh, in everybody. That's why everybody buys in what he's got going on. So whenever you hit a little rocky road, people are going to trust the vision still because they're friends with the guy. Yeah. you. I mean, you like him and you trust him. I mean, he hasn't lied. You know what I mean? Like everything he's told guys has been truthful, which is, you know, kind of hard in our business, right? It's a fact. <laughs> to the yoga. Did you see him? <laughs> did you see him doing? Uh, did you see? That? Is that every day of practice or just at stadiums? I was like, fam. We, now we know we got why you have three kids, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Good flexibility in the back and the hips. Happy he's staying healthy. Same with you, man. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We know you're very busy. Congrats on the success. Congrats on the new role over there. It sounds like and the health. Thank and you. let's let's finish this thing strong, huh? Hey, I, one thing I will say is I was I was pissed I didn't know you were at the game because I was about to do my celebration was going to be towards you. <laughs> it was going to be. It was going to be the punt and then the Conor oh, McGregor. Man. Oh, oh no. Already. And I didn't see you until I saw a clip saying that you were at the game with your mom and your, you know. Yeah, the whole crew. Cute, but you had the whole crew. Yeah. Well, next we, time. Next time. You guys got to pick on the uh, other side uh-huh. and did a full rundown mm-hmm. for the photo. Not right? me. Not me. Not me. Not me. I'm too. I'm, I, I go straight to the bench. They know that. Hey, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> well, you want a 70-yard sprint right now? I don't think okay. I got that, but I will celebrate over there. Your team was electrifying to watch. Seems like you guys got to figure it out. Happy for you. Happy holidays. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Happy Happy New Year's, everyone. Enjoy. Be safe. Hell yeah. Sorry. Kyle Van Noy. Yeah, yeah, Kyle! I mean, literally, run. our whole conversation about culture right there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, just been around Yeah, and also, yeah, it feels like he takes, you know, oh, we didn't ask him about Khalil Max spending 40K on dinners. Oh, yeah. Uh, we should have. Next time. Next, next time we'll it. talk. Yeah, AJ brought it up out of nowhere, so I don't know where AJ found it, but if AJ's saying it into a microphone, yeah. he feels very strongly yeah, about it. He's asked a couple league of different circles. people about it. He was like, yeah, league circles. AJ Hawk is always in league circles. Yeah, mm-hmm. a ton of them. AJ Hawk said, uh, yeah, I, I want to know about Khalil Mack spending like 40 k for dinners for the boys going hanging out. I guess that's something that's happening. Sheesh. I love that, especially with those restaurants that they have in L.A. Oh, yeah. yeah. If Khalil's like, you know what? We haven't really – have we done L.A. that much? No. All right, for the next 10 weeks – I'm taking it. My treat, every big restaurant in L.A. That's whole defense, whole I, team. I don't know if it's whole team, whole defense. I mean, AJ, 40K, that's, yeah. 
I mean, L.A., you can run that up Quick. For sure. at a for sushi sure. spot, one drink, yeah. couple bottles. and still go home hungry. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. L.A. has some What's absurd up, things in there. But you get to experience eating yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. Privilege. There's this one place. I, no, not getting into it. No, <laughs> Bobby Flay? No, it's not the time. No, it wasn't a fame. It was just uh, it was one of those places where, like, TMZ sits outside of. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it's, like, uh, pretty high. Nobu? Yeah, I think that was actually oh, yeah. it. Yeah. I think it was Nobu. Malibu? It was a whole thing. I didn't have a seat at the table, but I was supposed to be at the table. Oh, jeez. So it was an uncomfortable. It was walk- I walked in with a big group, but I always, like, come in last normally because I'm outside, you know, handling some vitamins real quick <laughs> before I come in and enjoy this a lot more. So I get in there. The seat, they were finishing sitting down. Everybody had grabbed a seat. So I said, sweet, I'll go sit at the bar, you know? Mm-hmm. So I go sit at the bar. The person we were with had a lot of money. Got a microphone over the full fuck. <laughs> Jesus. British guy, British guy. Uh, Patrick McAfee, return to our table now. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That bill was like a hundred and some thousand that guy spent that night. And I sat right at the fucking head of the table. It was a weird situation. Those places, though, fucking run it. He's paying for the whole team, I guess. Yeah, they're saying Zito just did a little research. 40K, is that what it is? Not sure, but I heard, like, it's the restaurants. It's, like, uh, they're very nice restaurants. Yeah. Nobu's was, one of them. I assume they're hitting all the high mm-hmm. L.A. Knocking st- them down. Yeah, just go ahead and let's do it. Because that is something L.A. has. Vegas has it. Yeah. Vegas yeah. has all those five-star restaurants mm-hmm. that you can go to. Not every city has, like, the super Michelin rated, yeah. super mm-hmm. high-end hoity-toity shit. L.A. definitely does. Every That's their Friday night. That's dope. Yeah, it is dope. That's very nice, Khalil Mack, to do that, too. Yeah, Not a lot of OGs paying 40 k for people to go eat at Ooh. five-star restaurants every Friday. But that's how committed they are to the team. Boom. You know, that's what you need. Yeah. That's what the culture is. Going on a run. been telling y'all. You, I be, I be you got real quiet, though, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, you got yeah. Real yeah. Real there was. That's no. You got oh, real quiet. Yeah, the Dolphins, Dolphins were on a good run while the Chargers were on a bad run. No. Nah, I, yeah, I see you were picking and choosing. And I said, let's not do the Tua Herbert comparison. I always said Herbert was better. And I, I got the Chargers plus 1,600 before the season. This guy. Oh, yeah, you signed that thing that said you weren't going to talk beat about. To beat Tua Herbert until uh, the playoffs. Absolutely not. You, you were awfully <laughs> suspiciously quiet yeah. about oh, the Chargers. Yeah. It's, okay. it's on wax. You can go back to – Check his tweets. Never jumped off the train. Never jumped off. Not off of the Herbert Chargers train, no. over Eagles in the Super Bowl. Boom. That was the original pick, but I'm still sticking with it. Hey, what are they saying about Jalen Hurts? A tweet just got sent in. Sirianni's Uh-oh. talking in the caption said Jalen Hurts is built different. Is he back from the sprained shoulder? Because I know him missing last week. Sirianni cut a promo. It was like, he's working to get back. He's working to get back. But the overall expectation was he wasn't going to play. Gardner Minshew comes in. Meh. It wasn't Jalen Hurts, but he was. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, right. They're in the playoffs already. They don't have the number one seed locked up yet. The Vikings could technically still go and get that, and I assume they're going to try to. Nick Sirianni talking about Jalen Hurts today. The dog leader himself, Paisano, says, "Oh uh, no, better he'd whoop you." If you guys went out and you guys raced against each other, he'd whoop you. If you guys went out and, uh, (laughs) let's see, tried to throw the football so he was to throw it more accurate or further, he'd whoop you. And so his body heals faster than yours. (laughs) If you and him went out. Hold on, let's hear the beginning of that. 
if you and him went up and you guys shot baskets together, he'd whoop you. If you guys okay. went out and you so guys just, raced against yeah. each other, he'd he just wanted play to play the promo. He and, just wanted uh, to bury. Yeah. See, he tried to throw the football so he was to throw it more accurate. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Dog hat. So his body heals faster. All right. We appreciate that, Siri. I'm happy we did listen to that. The more we can listen to Sirianni talking, the better. Once again, none of that is science or medical or him predicting that Jalen Hurts is going to be back or no. not. He's just saying the cut of this guy's jib. Yeah, different, okay, different than yours. Is you not yours. Slob. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How come if I was to get a sprained shoulder, I'd be out for three? Was that the question that led to been. that moment? If I was to get a sprained shoulder, three to four weeks, they're going to say. If another, if Sal Palantonio here Whoa. was to get a spring short, probably missed. two, two weeks. He okay. probably missed two, yeah. two days. He probably missed yeah. two, three weeks. Yeah. How come you keep acting like Jalen Hurts is going to be able to heal quicker? And then he goes on that. If you and Jalen were to <laughs> shoot baskets together. He would <laughs> I love Sirianni. Yeah, he's the man. Mm-hmm. That doesn't tell us anything about whether or not no, Jalen's playing. No, no, no. No, it does not at all. They got the Saints. I mean, Gardner Minshew, he played pretty damn well yeah. against the Cowboys. It feels like he would get the job done against the Saints. They do have to win, though. And yeah, the Saints' sure. defense, right, can be tough. Are they? Have they been a thing this year or no? They are. They won't be able to keep up with I don't think they'll be able to keep up with that Eagles uh, offense. And our Eagles' defensive front is... Another week to rest, too, with playoffs yeah. coming Bingo. up. With the one seed. I mean, one seed gives you another week after that, too. I mean, it is mm-hmm. a full. I think if they win one more, they're good, right? Yeah, yep. if yeah. they win one more, they clinch. And also, no Lane Johnson, too. So do you want to put you know, Jalen back there without the starting right tackle, or does that matter? Do we know if Jalen or if Lane isn't playing? A couple weeks. He's not. Yeah, yeah, two to he's three weeks. Postseason, right? Yeah. yeah. First week, out no out surgery. of surgery? No surgery, two to three weeks. Is that the most recent? Uh, okay, perfect, because that's been updated. We got a uh, source told us that uh, that thing with Lane, I tore mine in training camp going into 2017 <laughs> season, played whole season without surgery or got surgery after. It's painful, but manageable. Makes sense. AJ, there we go. Such a freak. That was not AJ. Oh. <laughs> that was an offensive lineman that we talked to. Oh, okay. So Lane was a beast. He was around a ball of just dumb football. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, Much smarter his. than anybody gives him credit for, obviously. Mm-hmm. Most of them are. But in his head, football-wise, he is on a, on a window like a beautiful mind. Yep. Yeah. Russell Crowe and oh, yeah. doing that whole thing if you talk football with him. But, yeah, he was just like fucking AJ. AJ had, what, a torn tit, a oh, torn yeah. hamstring, mm-hmm. never missed a game. Nice. Just strictly so you could have the conversation later about these guys are soft. missing a game. What for? What? That's so weird. Soft. He's missing a, with an upper body. What? <laughs> What's an upper body? Come on. But Lane's tough. Yeah. Lane uh-huh. also very good. You're, that's a great question. Would you want to put Jalen out there without Lane? And no offense, Gardner Minshew, you're not the franchise in no. MVP conversation that is Jalen. But I think with, with Jalen and Lane getting some rest here. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. That's good news going into the playoffs. Are yeah. the Eagles going to get better? When they get into the playoffs, if they can get a big win over the Saints, that is possible. Here's another conversation we need to have. J.J. Watt announced his retirement yesterday via a tweet about his son, Koa, attending his first ever NFL game and J.J. participating in his last ever NFL home game. It was a beautiful moment. It was a picture of his family. It was gorgeous. And it was it was out of nowhere, seemingly, mm-hmm. yeah. that J.J. Watt's retiring. His contract is up after the season. He's most certainly right week 10 week 11 week 13 the odell beckham jr thing there's gonna be teams that are gonna call jj watt um rob gronkowski put out a tweet he said i'm getting kind of bored two teams reach out to him immediately Mm -hmm. there is all the way this year i don't think anybody has hit me up oh yeah 
Now, you've been out, what, six, five. seven? Five? It's five years. But for the first four years of my retirement, I think somebody hit me. Somebody yes, hit me this did, year. Yeah. yeah, somebody hit me this year. So every single year, a team has hit me up to be like, hey, any chance you could we, – we got two weeks. Is there any way you could maybe do this or whatever? And I assume that will not happen forever. So every time it does happen, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's pretty cool mm-hmm. that that takes place. I assume that's going to happen with J.J. Watt. I, I assume J.J. Watt is going to get asked, will J.J. Watt want to commit fully to being a dad and to retirement, whatever he gets into, he's going to be successful at. Has an incredible personality, yeah. mm-hmm. great work ethic. His resume is fucking bigger and better than yours probably, unless you're like five, six people that yeah. ever played football. So I have no doubt that J.J. Watt will have success. But this Odell Beckham Jr. thought, week thir- T.Y. just did this with Dallas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> T.Y. just did this with Dallas, and he got, what, 600 grand guaranteed with incentives. <laughs> I assume that third and 30 catch was probably worth another $150,000, yeah. I would assume, whatever it is. And if Dallas goes on to win here, T.Y. gets a Super Bowl ring, and he had highlights, and I think he's up after this year. I think he's a free agent again. So then <laughs> if he stays in shape week 13, week 14 next year, and it's an offense that he's similar or knows, and T.Y.'s an incredibly smart football player. Oh, yeah. T.Y. could do this every fucking year if he really wanted to. J.J. Watt has the potential to potentially do this because of who he is as a human. Will we never see J.J. Watt on a football field again after ne- uh, after next week's games? Man. I don't think that's the case. I, I think teams will reach out, but I think – I think JJ. I think he'll be done. He dealt with a lot of lot injuries. of injury. Yeah, a lot of injuries. Remember, obviously played most of his career with that big arm arm thing, just like Gronk. But um, I, it's much easier to retire right now in that organization with how things are going right now. But um, I think teams will reach out definitely for sure at least for the next year. But I think JJ. I think it'll be done. I think it'll be done. Yeah. First ballot know. Hall of Famer. You he is first ballot uh-huh. Hall of Famer. Yeah. His legacy is intact, especially yeah. with how he's playing these last like three, mm-hmm. four games or whatever. Absolutely. Still doing it. But I think him still doing it. Like, I think that'll be nice for him going into retirement. Like, still had more years if I wanted to. Everybody always wants to kind of have that feeling as opposed to being forced out. Still got it. And also, a lot of teams are going to be like, you coached J.J. whenever he was, what, rookie in Houston? Did you get along with him? Yeah. Why don't you send out a yeah. Yeah. Why don't you see what send out this clip too that he just remember the little swim tackle for loss that he did. <laughs> those three of them send it to him and say, "Hey, this was only ten months ago. Like, you can do it. You still got it in there." I think there will be recruiting for him and others, other vets too, yeah. in this era of Josh Norman just signed with the practice right. squad Panthers. of the Panthers. Yep. Mm-hmm. It happened to Sue and Linval Joseph with the Eagles just a few yep. weeks ago. I think too. this is going to happen more and more often as the salary cap, cash over cap situation continues to evolve, with the money that continues to evolve, with the content creation that continues to evolve Mm -hmm. because if you're covering the sport and then you get a chance to go play for two weeks like you can see massive upside Mm -hmm. and there's been numerous times where throughout our business where we were i don't want to say uh booming but our business was going really really good and i was almost like i could put that on hold for like two weeks just slow the whole ship because me playing in the games would inevitably make yeah, show even better mm-hmm. as we go forward and nobody gets to make that type of content. So I just think as we continue to go, there's a chance that we're going to see a lot of these players that retire come back and chase a ring because that's a normal – I think it's a normal human move to do. Will J.J. be able to withstand it and be able to remain disciplined and not play? Hey, Maybe. I don't know. Steelers make a run next year. J.J. ain't saying oh. no to playing with his brothers. There's no chance he says no to that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like th- That's just one team. Yep. Yeah, he already did. Well, he got paid a shit ton, though, when he, he went did. to Arizona. And you guys kind of stink now. Who? Stillers. Well, the Cardinals. I mean, that's a whole. Yeah. They're yeah, even yeah, worse. Yeah. Do you think. Uh, JJ sitting in that team meeting, 
and they're coming out and they're like, boys had fired off at Scornoy because something happened in Mexico. He's squeezing butts in Mexico. JJ Watts sitting in a, in a room looking at DeAndre Hopkins like, what the fuck? This is what happened in Houston. This ain't. We Whoa. came here not to do this. Like, what are we even doing? Then, you know, the other thing comes out. It's like, this ain't what going we, on? Wait, we came out here. What are we even? What are we even doing here? <laughs> I think it's a lot easier to Darius's point to want to retire when this has been your football yeah. existence. Yeah, mm-hmm. Not used to it. That draft, man. I'm thinking about that draft now. He was the same draft as Vaughn, right? Vaughn Miller. Oh, I don't know. He's 11th pick. Yeah, I think so. So that's Vaughn Miller. That's JJ Pat P. I think. Mm-hmm. That's. Three Hall of Famers. In like what five, year is that? 2011? 11, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cam was obviously the more. That's, that's what I thought. The first time we played JJ, I yeah. said, Welcome to my league. Because I'd been in. You know, <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to my division. I've been in. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think. Uh, obviously, did not do that. Sheesh. Tyrus Smith, maybe. Cam Newton, number one overall pick. Julio, Hall of Famer. Damn, Jake Locker. What happened to Marcel Darius? <laughs> Big boy. What's your problem? Boy, no, he's a fucking guy. Out of Washington. I remember Locker Jake Locker. was supposed oh, yeah. to be. He was hyped up. Pouncey was in guy. there. Robert Quinn. Oh, Costanzo. Look at this guy. A beast. Cam Jordan's still doing his thing. Who was uh, Prince of Mugamara, terrible golfer. Cameron <laughs> Jordan? Shit, this is a hell of a <laughs> fucking guy. See who was down there with the ball. Kick out. What was that? Kick out. Mark Ingram still Ooh. going. Cam, Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward. Hey, is this God the best damn. first round ever? Hold on. Let's go just defensive oh. front here. Cole Strange. Got there. Cam Hayward. Got Cam Jordan. J.J. Watt. Wide. Robert Quinn. Ryan Kerrigan I mean, was Ryan not Kerrigan. a bad player. Yeah. Adrian Claiborne was very good for a couple years there. I'm Cam so Jordan. pumped that we are breaking down the 2011 yeah. draft. We never do this type of stuff. No. Thank you, Darius. Thank you, D-Butt. Thank you, D-Butt. Danny Watkins' career was cut way too short there in Philly. Derek Sherrod was a hell of a player for the Packers. I mean, we can certainly just start picking random names. <laughs> How about Jonathan Alden, Baldwin? Alden mm-hmm. Smith great, have been a great pit wide receiver. Great pit wide receiver. Oh, man. What happened to him, too? Uh, yeah, Blaine Gabbard had first a few. Ballot. Christian Ponder, number 12 overall pick. Super Bowl champ, Blaine Gabbard. Yeah, is this the worst QB draft class of all time? Go back to the top. I believe it is. Well, Cam kind of helps. Yeah, he had an MVP. No, there was the one that was much worse than this one. Uh, this next one coming? No, no, no. That's, That's past last year. Yeah. <laughs> our draft, 2000, our first round was terrible. Stafford, number one overall. Great, great pick. Sanchez went to the Jets. Five. Uh, Who went two? Left tackle out of Baylor went two. Who Three. the hell is that? I don't Left know. tackle, I forget his name, but um, I don't remember much of it. I remember Matt Stafford got like fifty million, and I was still yeah, oh yeah. figuring out so if I was going to go back yeah. to school or not. Two thousand seven was Jamarcus Russell, Kevin Cobb, Trent Edwards. That's, that's Jason Smith was the tackle out of Baylor in our draft class. So it goes Stafford, Smith, Jackson, Aaron Curry. You oh. remember him? Yeah. Oh. Wake Forest, safest pick in the draft. They said Wake Forest played against a lot. Mark Man, Sanchez, that is a- Andre Dang. Smith, Darius Hayward <laughs> Bay, Eugene Monroe, B.J. Raji, Michael Crabtree, Aaron Mabin, No. Sean Marino, Brian Arakpo, Malcolm Jenkins, Cush. Larry English, Josh Freeman, Ish. Robert Ayers, Jeremy Macklin, Brandon Pettigrew, Alex Mack, Percy Harvin, Dog, Michael Lore. Yeah, Vontae. I didn't remember Vontae. Tay, I didn't know Tay was in there. <laughs> Clay Matthews, Donald Brown. Tay fucked up my draft, man. This oh, was, this Tay was supposed to be top ten. I was supposed to, you know what I'm saying? Slide right in. Fucking pissed dirty at the combine, man. <laughs> you did? No, him. Vontae did? I'll tell you about that, yeah. It worked out for him, though. It Mark certainly did. Patrick Chung. I wasn't invited to the combine, so I couldn't even piss dirty there. 
Yeah, they do invite kickers and punters. Yeah, that was the, that was the follow up question coming from you. They do. You were drafted and didn't go to combine. Yeah, I was in the senior bowl, didn't go to combine. How about that? Hmm. Did you piss off? <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of my business. Uh, joining us now is a man who has joined our business alongside Will Compton, and it's been a success since day one. <laughs> Obviously, multi-time pro bowler. All-pro, superstar, stallion for the Tennessee Titans. Left tackle, host of Bussin' with the Boys podcast, presented by Barstool, ladies and gentlemen, Taylor Lewan. Yeah, Taylor! Thank you, boys. Thank you for having me. Honored, as always, to be on the greatest sports show ever created. What an intro, Pat. It's nice to see each and every one of you today. You're very, you're very kind for that. We believe it's your show that ha- holds that title, and I can't wait to see what you and the boy... Uh, who've been bamboozled out of year 10 here yeah, think, ridiculous. going forward. It's kind of bullshit what's been going on with him, but we're massive fans. You know that. Before we even dive into conversation, you see the hat that Tone Diggs is wearing, pal? Mm, buddy, you look fantastic. Thank you, Taylor. I How's mean, it fit? Give that, thing a, give that thing a move on the top of the head. Does it fit right? Oh, yeah. It feels great. Yeah, uh, that's good, dude. You're like a really cool uh, Indiana Jones. Like, you look awesome. Well, it's tough, hell for, yeah. it's tough for to be cool in Indiana Jones, so that means a lot. Bro, you, it. you should have seen what he looked like yesterday. He was wearing this cap, and he had some full-life die-and-sleep ostrich boots on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, he had uh, fu- the ostrich lived a full life, died in its sleep. It was crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wednesday <laughs> night, mm-hmm. went to sleep, didn't wake up. That's right. That ostrich Can't. became a pair of boots Can't that Tone Diggs had on yesterday. Because mm-hmm. if not, it's getting thrown into a trash heap yep. or it's getting buried, became some boots, lived a full life. He looked yeah. so cool yesterday. Not as cool as you look, though, in Columbus when you walked into that. Uh, where did we eat dinner at? Where they actually had Kirk Herbstreet's name on the menu and we ordered three of them. <laughs> yeah, it was Jeff, uh, Jeff Ruby's. There Outstanding establishment. Jeff Ruby himself, I'm sure you've met him. I believe he's still trying to play like a 1920s gangster. He's always wearing the pinstripe suit. And the best part about the Herb Street role, the best part about the Herb Street role is the fact that Kirk Herb Street himself ordered the role. That set it over the top for me. <laughs> well, yeah. Knowing he was there, knowing he was sitting right in front of us, we all thought it. You and I gave the eyes at each other a couple of times. And sure enough, Herb goes, let's do, uh, let's do three of the Herb Street roles. Very casual, very cool of Kirk. Well, very Kirk, cool. Kirk also acting like people don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. They, Kirk has done this a lot. He's like maybe the most humble person that's been on TV 27 years, dude. 27 years that guy's been the face of college game day, the voice of college football, and he doesn't know it. Somebody needs to fucking tell him, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think whenever he ordered that, he was like, yeah, this, nobody has a clue who this is. Give me these Herb Street rolls. And I was like, this is one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of. The Herb Street roll, by the way? Delicious. Oh. Yeah, okay. Hey, how good was that thing, Taylor? Outstanding. It was. Outstanding. It was beautiful. It was, it was everything and more. You had the, the fish that was raw. You had the fish that was a little cooked. It was a bunch of sauces on there. I can't pronounce. Overall, full <laughs> Nothing looked as good as you did, though. And you took that hat off of your head and say, hey, give this one to the boy Tone for uh, Christmas. Very nice of you. You're a gentleman and a scholar. Let's dive into some conversation, shall we? Are the Titans dead because you got hurt? You're not in the building? Mm-hmm. Is the culture lost? What is the deal over there? We're talking about doing things that aren't like Titans, Vrabel era-esque at all. GM gets fired middle of the season. Is everything okay? When was the last time you chatted with anybody over there? Last time I chatted with the boys was yesterday. The O-line is obviously preparing for it. A very elite defensive front of the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, Mike Parsons over there. D-Law is over there. They have, they definitely have their hands full. 
Ryan Tannehill going down is tough. Every single offensive lineman, I think there's like the only original starter is undrafted free agent Aaron Brewer, who is 276 pounds soaking wet. He's got the heart of a lion, though. That guy gives it every single thing he's got. Hell yeah. As far as the Titans being dead, we're not dead like the Colts. Right. We are on life support right now. We are hurting. We're hurting right now. But I really believe it's it's the cliche line that everything's right in front of us. Everything I say us like I've been playing. I haven't played since week two. I've literally done nothing for the boys this season. <laughs> I am the number one cheerleader. We, as a fan, we have everything right in front of us. Dallas Cowboys win lose. Guess what, boys? It doesn't matter. Got the it doesn't matter. It means nothing. You go into Jacksonville. Obviously, they're playing a whole lot better. I said it on Bustin' with the boys. Shameless plug. I said it on Bustin' with the boys. They're one good coach away from having a stellar team. They've shown that this year they're on the up and up. I think Trevor Lawrence had the game of his life against Titans last time. They were celebrating like they won the Super Bowl. Never in my life since I've been with the Tennessee Titans have we lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. My first start in 2014 was against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We won that game and one other game the entire year. That's that's how long this little thing's been going on. They were jumping around. I believe, I don't know how it's going to happen, we have no players besides Derrick Henry and Jeffrey Simmons that are on the starting <laughs> roster, it seems like, anymore. I believe in the boys. I believe in the boys. Ah, here we go, Tennessee. Come on. I think we're making it. Hey, they're talking about Vrabes going back to Ohio State because he's so embarrassed by everything going on, Tennessee. Nah, <laughs> People on the internet are saying that. Hey, not us. No, no. It is tough, though. Cause could you imagine Could you imagine if, if Vrabel went to Ohio State and took over for Ryan Day, who's lost like four games? He literally is goes 11 and 1 every year and just loses to Michigan. And it's brutal. That's the one. Well, now he's got Georgia too in prime time. A lot of eyes. Uh-oh. You got I know and the boys will be there, right? Yeah, you you're going to be there hanging out at ATL. Hey, we'll be there and we we're going to save this for the end, but this is a good transition. That's how good of a host are you we are. Stand up? Are <laughs> we standing up? I think it's time to stand up. I don't know where you're at. It looks so cool where you are right now. The mustache looks fantastic. <laughs> Knee looks good, huh? Look yeah. at him standing, bobbing. We're moving. We're moving. So obviously the Peach Bowl down in Georgia. Georgia versus Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Myself, Darius Butler, Let's AJ go. Hawk, Connor Campbell, Ty, uh, Ty Schmidt will be on microphones, roaming the field on ESPN2 as a megacast. Holy shit. We're just going to be strolling around doing our thing with an open mic that is correct Sweet. how do we get here we don't know but we're pumped about it and there's more what Ooh. excuse me ladies and pat hey tell him. <laughs> now's the time huh let's do it now's the time look at look how cool his house is holy yeah. shit yeah. Are you looking at, it's, look not cool. it's not mine it's not mine i rented it out for just this bit oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> look how cool that house is that taylor's in unreal for the fiesta bowl Live on the field. What? Microphone, headset on ESPN2. It will be Taylor Luan. Wow. wow. Ooh, look at the dexterity. Look at the bend in the knee. It'll Ooh. be AQ Shipley. Wow. It'll be RG3. And it will be Cole Kublik <laughs> leading the way for a mega cast on ESPN2. I cannot wait to listen to you boys and watch you boys call the Fiesta Bowl TCU versus your Michigan Wolverines ESPN2, 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Saturday. Let's go, Taylor. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So I clap if I could. I clap if I could, but I got my phone in my hand. Let's go. It's going to be an electric time. And I love the fact that you said uh, the Georgia-Ohio State game, you started listing off those cast of characters, A-list, 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 
A-list. No. And then we scoot on over down to Arizona. Just a band of misfits. A bunch no! Of no! Guys. Who's an absolute RG3. Who is an absolute unit on the mic. I am so excited yeah. to sit there and watch these genius-minded gentlemen lead me as I ride the coattails <laughs> and get to watch the University of Michigan quite possibly punch their ticket to the national championship. It's going to be an electric time. Hell I cannot yeah. wait. Hell yeah. Taylor, we appreciate Woo! you doing that. Yeah. yeah. We can't wait to Thank watch. You, hey, it, ain't, it ain't A-list, A-list, A-list on our team. No, 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 no. Hold on now, Pat. You do this all the time, buddy. You do it all the time. You're a stud. Mute him, mute him, mute him. Hey, everyone, there's a stud. Mute him, mute him, mute him, mute him, mute him. We have a crew that is going to have a great time. Obviously, on Saturday evening down there in Atlanta, Georgia, Ooh. in the Mercedes-Benz. And we're going to try to call the Georgia-Ohio State game in a fashion that people will enjoy watching alongside of on ESPN2. But what this crew is going to do, you hear me? What this crew is going to do in change, Phoenix, change again. this guy's representing Michigan on the microphone on the sideline. AQ Shipley, open mic for an oh, entire game. Dangerous. RG3 has called both the teams. TCU and Michigan knows them knows inside and out. Uh-huh. The guy has a statue at Baylor. Yes. Cole Kublik hosts a daily show. He's done the XFL. He's done college football. Right. His resume is legit and he's friends with everybody. You guys are going to crush it. And then we're going to have to try to follow it, boys. Hey, we're going to have to try to go back to back on ESPN2. We fucking love you taylor we thank you for that god i fucking love you guys too man this is just been <laughs> it fires me up and i love when you're talking and you just got the boys in the back going, what yeah. <laughs> oh, oh they're gonna do great oh, it's amazing the electricity baby it's everywhere and i love it it's gonna be an amazing time i cannot wait your boy i don't know if you knew this i'm from arizona resided grew up in cave creek arizona huh? excited to go back my last Ooh. football game in college was in arizona my last high school game, obviously, state championship, lost 38-0, to zero, was in Arizona. <laughs> what an opportunity. What an opportunity for all of us, boys. It's some nice fucking pads up there in California. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, that's the thing they got. Yeah, I went up nice. there. Nice. Had an Airbnb up there. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's from a nice part of town. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, Ooh, hold on, boys. Cave Creek now. Only place in the world you find a horse, a Ferrari, and an old truck parked in the same parking lot. It's That's a good place. Too. Yep. Sounds like a <laughs> sounds like a dream. We're gonna have to stop by sometime. Can't wait to watch you ESPN too. Can't wait to listen and watch Bustin' with the boys as you continue to crush it. And hopefully the Titans, week eighteen, get a win over Jacksonville, pal. Yeah, I would I would definitely I'm not a betting man. I'm not allowed to bet. Free uh free buddy from the wide receivers that played for Atlanta, free him, but I don't bet. But I'm always gonna bet. <laughs> If I was going to, I'd probably take Titans with KT. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's going to be pretty tight. That man you're talking about is now on the Jags. Yeah, that's oh, right. No. So you, yeah. he's going to be in the division going forward. He's He put a lot of. Like, yes, he uh, did. 31. He, he was out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 11 fucking parlays plus 1,100. That's going to hit. I know <laughs> this morning. Fun. 20 million bucks. Year. Bang. See, See you ya. later. Uh, we can't thank you enough. Have a great week. That house is really nice, whoever's it is, and your mustache is yeah. flawless. Thank you, boys. I appreciate the compliments as always. Thank you for letting me on this beautiful broadcast. Hey, listen, whenever we talk about time, too, we're talking Eastern, we're doing America time, Eastern Standard, all the time. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I was, you had a great intro. I was going to apologize and, and thank you for using your patience with me. When you started saying that American time, I'm literally Googling. What is American time? <laughs> <laughs> I, had no idea. I had no idea what American time meant. But I didn't want to look like an idiot, so I was like, yeah, 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 for sure, America time. Boys and girls, you don't ask questions, you look like a damn fool. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, 10 of the water. Yeah!
joining us now is a man who's been a consultant for the greatest dynasty in the history of the NFL, yeah. a man who's been a general manager for one of the worst <laughs> franchises in the history of the NFL, but there's only 32 of those jobs. He's been a TED Talk speaker. He hosts a daily show, a podcast, and is an author multi-time, mm -hmm. nice. and has an email newsletter called The Daily Coach that I read every single morning that makes me a better person. Ladies and gentlemen, Paisano, Michael Lombardi. Yeah! Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, hope all is well in the, with the group there. How are we doing? Lombo, you're like an angel coming through from the heavens oh, with that sun ray. I got to get this light out of here. I got to move my head a little bit over here. No, I think you got to go the other side. I think you got to go the other way. I got to go the other Yeah, I was never good at math. I was never good at math. I don't know if this, yeah, I guess this would be, nah, same exact spot. Yeah. Where more to your right. You have to move go to, to your right. right. Uh, let, let's let's try this. How about if we do it this way? How about if I do oh, it? Baby, oh, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. How about if I do it from this angle here? Hey, grazie, grazie. Like oh, no. <laughs> you look fun. Oh, no. No, no. No, can't do it, Lombo. Can't do it. too much sun there? No, well, not too much sun. You, you look like you're behind bars. <laughs> yeah. You look like you're behind bars uh, right now. Flip the shade. We're going to go over, we're gonna have to go over here a little bit. How's this? <laughs> the same shot would have worked. I'll do it over here. How's that? Yeah, How's well, that? Oh, money. All right, I mean, it's good, it's good. All right, I'm in a corner, but that's all right. Don't worry about it. I got it. I'm good. <laughs> all right, Lombo, uh, we appreciate you figuring that out and for joining us. We love you. Obviously, we're big fans, so thank you for making time and joining us on this Wednesday. We know you're very busy. Let's dive right into it. Raiders bench, Derek Carr. You obviously know McDaniels very well from your time uh, with the Patriots. Your son works on that staff out there in Las Vegas. I think you heard the tail end of our conversation there about how we're viewing it. This was a one-year trial. <laughs> out almost between McDaniels and Derek Carr to see if it was going to be for the future. It's not working out. What was the determining factor you think, and what will McDaniels do going forward? Obviously Stidham, but what do you think the plan will be for the uh, Raiders going going into the next, what, five years, I guess, of McDaniels' regime? You know, I heard Darius say that they did the same thing with Wilson. The, the difference is Wilson's contract was fully buttoned up, but Derek Carr gave them a hey, I'll prove it to you that I can play well contract, and you know, and so therefore that $40 million in the third day of the league year isn't guaranteed until he's on the roster. So Carr gave them a good deal, and the Raiders gave him money. And now after the season and you've gone through it and you've watched the tape and you've seen some of the things that have happened, it just hasn't worked. I mean, the, the really, I would say the most disappointing thing if you're Derek Carr is your completion percentage is down to the, almost the, to the lowest it's been since your rookie year. Your completion percentage over expected, which is a key statistic to pay attention to, he ranks 32nd in that area, which means that you are supposed to, the throw is there, you just didn't complete the pass. Let me give you an example. Devontae Adams last year with the great Aaron Rodgers, his percentage of targets to completions was 72%, which is ridiculously high for a wide receiver on the outside. Typically, that's in the mid-60s, right? But this year for Carr, it's at 55%. And that's not because Adams is suddenly dropping the football. I think ball placement has been a concern for Carr. Accuracy has been a concern for Carr. And I think those things tended to add up. I think the frustration in Pittsburgh kind of was the end-to-end -end all. I mean, on third and five, game on the line, you throw the ball to Mike Tomlin when you got Darren Waller wide open on an end cut. 
You know, okay. well, Adams is double covered. You throw the ball. You, Mike Tomlin was the only guy who could catch that ball. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and we then just you got the exact then you, yeah. then yeah. you've got then you've got then you've got Hunter Renfro running down the field for a touchdown, and you're just a little bit outside with that ball. You know, and it, it goes for an interception. <laughs> And you got a chance to win that, so I think it's a combination of all that. Pat. What do you think they're going to be looking for? For the, are they is Jared Stidham have an actual opportunity? Because I remember a time when Jared Stidham was going to maybe be the New England Patriots starter oh, yeah. because he was Jared Stidham and he was a dog. And then obviously they traded for Cam Newton, and that never happened. And Pat the Patriot had to give up his number one Damn. for Cam Newton and everything that took place. That's what happened on our show with Boston Connor. He was selling that Jared Stidham was going to be the starter for the Patriots, and he was going to lead the dynasty into the next chapter and everything like that. Obviously, McDaniel seen him over there, brings him to the Raiders. Is this like an actual audition for this guy? What do you think this is for Stidham, oh, and what's the future look like? Well, when, when Boston was thinking that, a lot of us were thinking that, too, because there was a lot of positivity coming out of the Patriot camp, but then he got hurt, and he was not able to stay. Now, look, this is a tough challenge. You know, oh, by the way, hey, Jarrett, your first starts against this team called the 49ers, the best defense in football, the fastest <laughs> defense in football. Good luck. You know, welcome to the NFL, you know, and so that's not the easiest thing to do. But, yeah, I think it certainly is a tryout. I think they have high expectations for him. You know, it's either he's going to be a career backup or he's going to take a giant mother may I step forward and we'll find out over the next two games. I don't think they could risk putting Carr back out there again and having the injury liability happen because if he's injured, they can't cut him. So, you know, they have to be able to go down this route. And and Stidham will get every opportunity to. Look, it, it takes a special player to to really work within this system. And I think maybe Carr's inaccuracy problems are because the volume of the system. You know, it's been a challenge for guys to play in this Brady-like system that McDaniel's run. A lot of great players. A lot of responsibility. A lot takes of, a lot of responsibility on the quarterback. A lot of great players would try to go play for the Patriots and be like, "Nah, <laughs> not nah, I can't, can't do it." Not probably could. Uh-huh. T- would take way too much time mm-hmm. and investment to learn the entire system. How do you think they go forward? Do you think Tom Brady's playing for the Raiders next year because he knows the system? He knows everything. They have a lot of weapons. Obviously, they're looking for a new quarterback now. Is that what the future is? Is Tom Brady a Las Vegas Raider like he was allegedly supposed to be? Dana White negotiated a deal with old Gronky coming and fucking Tommy coming out to Vegas and the Raiders in a brand new city, in a brand new stadium, have the greatest of all time ushering in Sin City's professional football. Is that just making too much sense right now? Because that system, tough to learn. How will they ever be able to have enough patience with somebody learning it? Somebody that already knows it, potentially available, with a with a, um, uh, a, a vendetta, oh, I, yeah. I'd say, with, with the way people are talking about it. Is that happening, Lombo? Is this what's, is this what's going uh, on? I, I think it's a little premature, but certainly the cards look like they could potentially align. I mean, but at 46 nice. years old, how do you know what Tom's going to do, right? You know? Is he going to continue to play? I wrote this for Vison this week online. I, I think Tom's done in Tampa. I think the uh, look. The one thing about and Darius can speak to this a little bit too is when you're in that when you're in that Patriot way. You know, it's a little bit like you're in Shawshank, right? Remember the guy Brooks <laughs> Heller from Shawshank, right? Mm-hmm. Remember he got out of prison after 50 years and yeah. he hung himself because he just didn't know how to live life outside of prison. Well, that's like for me, that's the way it was for me. I'm good (laughs) in the New England system, right? I'm comfortable there. I get it. I understand it. I love it. 
it's part of my DNA. Some people it's not. And when you go outside to another world, you're not comfortable. I think that's where Tom is a little bit. And I don't want to speak for Tom, but I think that's where he is. I mean, he's used to one way of doing things. So if he plays football next year, and again, I don't know if he will or not. At 45, and as a pro athlete, I don't know if you can predict 48 hours, let alone four months. So I think that's a hard thing. But it, it, it does make sense, but it's only a short-term making sense. I mean, they're eventually going to have to find a future quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders if, in fact, they decide to move on. Lombo, everybody's trying to find a future quarterback for their team. It seems much more difficult yeah. than anybody could imagine. And if look, let's just dive into what you were tweeting about this morning. Penner, the f- past 15 years, I think he's been the CEO of Walmart. Son-in-law of Walton, the one who bought the Broncos, is now the acting, talking owner of the Denver Broncos, has addressed a lot of things, basically saying the coach will uh, report directly to me, the GM will report directly to me. They can handle a team that's been done by football people or whatever, football family for a long time, and this team's completely broken, seemingly. So they wanna, they're want to they a little bit more interested in learning about the whys and the hows and doing their thing, and they're new to the, the league, but they might be the best for it. We shall see. We have no idea how it's going to go. How do you fix the Russell Wilson situation over there, Lombo? How do they fix that locker room? I don't know how. There's a couple cultures, I think, that are completely broke around the NFL. I don't know how you fix them. That's one of them. That's going to be tough, don't you? And how would you? Uh, well, I think to me it takes leadership. And I thought what Penner said was outstanding. He's talking about hiring a CEO, not hiring a play caller, which I think is a huge first step. You've right? been talking to about me, that. If I, were the, if I were the GM of the Denver Broncos, I'd have a meeting with Russell. And I would call him and his agent in, and I'd have somebody else in the meeting, and we would we would talk about how your entitlement has ruined the team, how you have to have so many parking spots at the stadium, how you have this office here, how everything is catered around you. Like you basically did, you disassociate yourself with the team. Like there's, it's one for all and all for one. Like we're not going to have double standards. We're going to hold you accountable, just like we're going to hold other players accountable. Somebody's got to have a man-to-man conversation with with Russell because he didn't play well. And the longer you give in to the player that doesn't play well, you hurt your team. You create a culture that you can't sustain. I think discipline was the word that Penner used a lot and accountability, which was voided. Because when you have double standards for players, you know, then all of a sudden it hurts the other players on the team. I think that's what it's going to take. It's going to take alignment. In your city there, it's going to take Jim Irsay deciding to become aligned. It's going to take alignment within it. And how do you gain alignment? You gain alignment from getting everybody on the same page. You gain alignment from having a CEO as a head coach who understands offense and defensive and kicking game, who can unite people to a common goal. It takes a lean organization. You can't have 5,000 people in it. You can't get them all aligned. So to me, the problems are not that complicated. They're complicated to solve because nobody wants to be a bad guy. Nobody wants to read the paper the next morning and say, from Russell Wilson's agent saying, you know, they didn't treat me very nice. You know, nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to be a bad guy. But if you're going to lead, you got to make decisions, and they're hard. That's kind of what I was told from my source says, mm-hmm. numerous in, you know, one of those buildings. Like somebody's going to have to come in, and it's going to be a wave of just like, this is the biggest piece of shit. This guy is so mean. This guy has done this whole thing. It's just going to be shots to the shins, both privately and publicly. Because whenever you try to instate uh, some accountability, in, like you would hope it's already there. Because it is the professional, this is the highest level. 
You know, you would you would hope that people would understand that it's not a right to be in the NFL. Like, you don't just get to be in the NFL because you're good at football. Like, you're lucky to be there. You have to work to be there. You have to act in a certain manner. I didn't learn that early. I had to get arrested. And as soon as I got arrested, I was sitting in that jail cell. I'm like, I am not good enough at my job or important enough at my at anything to be this big of a distraction right now. And it kind of, it's, I needed that to kind of wake me up in my second year. But that's a real thing that once that takes over your whole building, I think you're, I think you're fucked. I don't know how you get it back. It's nice to hear though that you think that it is changeable. I, I, I that's, cause I feel like it's a it toothpaste. T- it, 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 it takes strength. It takes strength. It takes somebody walking in that knows what they're doing. And it takes the owner to back them, right? Because the media is going to come after you because you're not very nice. You're going to get players that you're going to send out there that's saying he's a jerk. It, it, there's a lot of things that go into it. And so when you, you, you don't, if you're worried about winning the election, you're probably not the right guy for the job. If you're worried about getting it turned around, you are. Now, that doesn't mean you have to treat people insensitively. Yeah, but you got to be honest with people. You got to say, hey, he, hey, Russell, you're not playing good, man. Let's watch the tape. Let's put it on. Like, I know a little bit about football, and this ain't good football. Like, this is bad. And, and we're over here making you out to be, and all you're doing is hurting yourself. That 51 to whatever score was was a reflection of him coming back as a starting quarterback. That team doesn't like him. There's no chemistry there. There's no continuity. There's nothing that brings your team together. Taylor Heineke, I mean, for whatever his limitations are as a player, he unites the locker room. They like him. That's a big part of a quarterback. He's got to unite the locker room. And then he's got to go out and execute. And when that happens, now look, you've been in locker rooms, and I will say this. I said this to my sons who are coaching the league all the time. You can't fool the locker room. You can't. It's impossible. Those players, they don't read the sports section. They read the business section, and they know the truth, right? They know exactly what's going on. So when a guy is not playing well, they know it. And when you ignore a guy not playing well and don't bring it up and you and you rip on some other player, you're starting to lose the locker room. There goes your alignment. There goes your alignment. Why? Because most assistant coaches, they don't want to get the best players mad at them because – they need to get elected. So they need those players to talk nice about them, right? They need them, oh, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Oh, he's, you know, I'm in this column on Monday morning yeah, as a candidate for a head coaching job, right? That's not how you coach or lead. you got to demand. And the players, you can't fool. You cannot fool the players. Yeah, and I think that's why what Sirianni has been able to do and Dan Campbell has been able to do with reaching and kind of getting everybody to buy into his authenticity is a big deal. And I don't know if it was on a Wednesday when you were here or not, but whenever, you know, coaches try to become, you know, like accountable and they go, hey, you backup tight end, you know, guy, <laughs> guy that is loved by the locker room. Hey, you had, a, you had an opportunity to get a first down here, so what happened? You dropped it. Yeah, can't have it. Hey, you, third-string linebacker. Well, we had you on the punt team. What you do, get a holding call? Not going to be able to win with that. Like, whenever you choose who you're yeah. holding accountable, no doubt. it's almost like that's almost more dangerous than not holding anybody accountable because then they're like, oh, this guy has oh, a fucking vendetta no against some people. And it's, it's a tough – and I appreciate you pointing that out because you're a GM and coach and everything like that. Locker room's a great crowd. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's a great. That's true. And, if, and even if something slips back, uh, past maybe a couple guys, somebody else will come and be like, how about, uh, and then, Ooh. yeah, Ooh. you're right. Fuck, yeah, we were in there. That did it. It's a real thing. you got to be able to balance that. And in some places, it seems like it's completely broken. Let's assume some CEO or leader will get it fixed. Yeah. Hey, let's assume they'll get it fixed. D-Bud has a question for you, Lombo. Yes, sir, Lombo. Oh, let's stay in that same uh, division uh, out there in L.A. with the Chargers. They seem to be aligned with uh, Telesco, Staley, 
and uh, Herbert. What chances do you give them to go on a run this uh, this postseason, and uh, how do you like them in the future beyond this? You know, I think obviously, I think Herbert Herbert's sensational. I think he is truly an elite player. He makes he does things on tape that very few people on planet Earth can do. So that gives him a chance in every single game. I'm surprised how teams approach him. You know, the the Colts the other night, uh, Nick Foles at quarterback. I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> you know, I know we want to throw the long ball, but what the hell are we doing? We should have had more run. We need to run the ball. This is a bad run defense. Yeah. Come up. You know, Bill Walsh used to say this all the time, Pat. All these offensive coaches, they think their number one job is to draw pass plays. Parks. The great offensive coach creates a running game. Kyle Shanahan knows how to run the football, right? How do I run the ball? How do I get an extra half man in this run play so I can get a run? I can run it. Now, I understand it's not going to be big plays, but the Colts' approach. How about Miami's approach when they went out there at the Chargers, right? Why did Miami do that? Miami did that because they want to prove to everybody that Tua is as good as Herbert, right? So they start throwing the ball around instead of trying to win the game, right? Run the ball on the Chargers. So for me, Darius, I think if they if teams approach them running the ball, I think they got a better chance. But their defense is playing better. There's no denying that they're playing better. And the offensive line, when they protect, this guy's great. Tone uh, Lumba, you brought up Heineke in the locker room. There is Carl Wentz starting strictly because of that contract. Do you think Heineke gives them a better chance to uh, win? I think there's certain quarterbacks in the league that have a shelf life. Right, like you guys are too young to remember Ty Detmer, who was a really ah, good player. Come on, we know Ty. The Ain't they are Ty. Ty Detman. Ty, Ty, Ty could Ty, Ty could start ten yeah. games and make Literally. you look really good, right? Ty could start ten games and you think, wow, he's good. But then you know the, his body shape, his arm, things started to fall apart for him. I think that's a little bit with Heineke. I think to me, he can win. He's a backup. He can win five or six games. He comes in and gives you some life. But over the long 16-game season, he's just not talented enough to do that. And they're not talented enough in that offensive line. They really aren't. I mean, uh, you know, last week against San Francisco, I have a saying, bad lines don't travel. And that's a bad offensive line in Washington, and they don't travel. And if you don't help that offensive line, last week, Pat, this is an interesting nugget. When they started, when Foles started, that was the 59th starting quarterback to be different in the NFL. Almost, we've almost lapped the field. Why? Damn. Because we don't do a good enough job protecting. You know, we don't we don't make sure we protect the quarterback to the level we need to. We're so busy getting five guys out in the route. We don't understand how to actually do all those things, and it's getting quarterbacks hurt. We do everything to protect the quarterback from a refereeing standpoint, but do we do enough from a coaching standpoint? That's the hard part, and guys are getting hurt, and I think ultimately they wear down. I don't even want to dive into a full philosophy football conversation right now, but it's coming back around, isn't it? Football, it's coming back. I feel like it's a five-year low. What was that? November thirtieth or 20th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. November twentieth. Five-year well, like, five low in points, and I think it's because you're talking about the rules being changed uh, for the offenses to, uh, to succeed. I think defenses are evolving too. I think they're starting to figure the shit out too. The the RPO generation has made it to the NFL where they've been playing against this since high school pretty much. Mm -hmm. They have the speed, they have the read, they have the keys. The tackling's been changed. It feels like nobody's really getting screwed over from that. A bad ref every once in a while. Defenses are better right now or offensive philosophy just kind of lost its way or what do you think's happening, Lombo? 
Well, like, let's take Carolina, Detroit, right? Detroit tries to play nickel against Carolina and, and against every formation. And they just got smacked. And without Elliott back there at safety, who's their nickel player, who gives them a bigger guy, they got the, the, the you know, they, they get, got, they gained more yards than at any time in Peyton Manning's career. Think about that. He gained more yards at 580 than Peyton Manning ever did in his career in that oh, game running the football. Shit. So, so, so. You guys. So, and is that all, the Lombo? Lombo. Yeah. Is that the same, same old Lions? Lions? Or is that because Carolina just outsmarted them? I think that, you know, Detroit has done a great job so far this year of early in the season, they tried to play base. They were too slow. They went to their nickel. Elliott was really good in that nickel. And they got more speed on the field. The reason people are running the ball more effectively now than ever before is because what's happened is is because they are they're able to they want to get speed on the field and the way to get speed on the field is get smaller get guys out there to defend the width of the field and when you do that you are prone to getting big teams and if you don't play the match game if you don't do okay they're in 12 we're going to go to this if they're in 11 we're doing that you got a chance to get, and people call runs, and it's hard to, as you know, this time of the year to tackle a big guy like Foreman late in the year. It's hard. It's wear and tear on your body. So I think this is just the counterbalance that we see in the NFL. You think run team wins the Super Bowl this year? Run heavy team? I think which always is going to win a Super Bowl. What will always win a Super Bowl is defense converting third and shorts. Right, you have to convert third and shorts to win Super Bowls. Hmm. You got to have great defense, convert third and shorts to be able to stay on the field, and you got to be really good in field. And your your kicker's got to get hot. Your field goal kicker has to play really well, like we saw with Cincinnati. And, and then you've got an opportunity to win the game. I think that Cincinnati's recipe last year, which was really close to winning it, is the recipe. Everybody talks offensive football, right? And it's great to have it. But you've got to be able to convert third and shorts even more now than ever. How many third and shorts do we watch on Sundays where a team doesn't convert it? Now, sometimes they go for it on fourth down and it, it creates problems. But to me, those that's the recipe. That, that has always been the case. Think about the great teams that can convert third and short. When they do that, they stay on the field. Eagles. Like the Eagles, when they get in that Bam. when they get in that rugby formation, how do you, you, it's hard to stop them. We stop. did see Kelsey. They, they scored a touchdown in that play, and we saw Kelsey get out of the pile last, and he was walking off the field, gave a delayed <laughs> low five, mm-hmm. got back on the field because he's fucking Jason Kelsey, and oh, he's yeah. a dog. dog. But it did appear as if that wedge did have a little wear and tear on his body. The reason why I'm asking the run team and everything you just said there, I guess fits perfectly, is Purdy a guy that could win a Super Bowl? For the San Francisco 49ers, I, wa- I got to watch him live, Lombo, and you mentioned him earlier about, hey, Stidham, good luck. You got the Niners defense in your first start as a Raiders uh, uh, quarterback. But I got to watch him live against the Seahawks, Lombo. They fly. That, they're at a different speed. That defense is at a different speed. And they hit. They're, they're like dogs out there. Mm-hmm. And then on the offensive side of the ball, these plays that Shanahan draws up, there's massive holes just like the hole that is maybe going to burn through the back of your skull from that <laughs> sun right there. There's massive holes. And Christian McCaffrey's a guy that hits it and gets it. Then you talk about Kittle like the last five weeks. He's got a touchdown every single week with Purdy. He's become there. Debo's coming back. Ayuk's coming back. They have a team. Is Purdy going to win a Super Bowl? Is Mr. Irrelevant for the fucking NFL? Well, I mean, look, Kyle does a wonderful – I mean, this is a classic example of system match to the player's talent. He's accurate. 
He's smart. He started 49, 40, 46 college games. He's had experience. He understands what he's doing. Kyle highlights his strength within the offense. They've got the best yards after the catch receivers pretty much in the league as a collection of them. They, they, he can throw short passes and gain long yards. Their defense is really good. Kyle knows how to scheme a run game on third and short, and he can run the football. You know, the two, is, the two biggest uh, downfalls in my career was misjudging two teams. In 2000, I was with the Oakland Raiders. We got ready to play Baltimore. Never went to see them live. And Baltimore's defense was way faster in person, as you witness with San Francisco, than they are on tape. Hell yeah. Played Tampa Bay in 2002. Didn't see them live. They were way faster in the game than they were on tape. And I think when you play San Francisco, you don't realize how fast they are until you actually have to go play them. Yeah. Because what looks like a four to six yard gain ends up being a two yard gain. Because you don't make, they don't, they don't miss tackles. They They do not miss tackles. They fly. So they have a great ability. Mm They have a great ability to do that. Plus, they can play less defense. What's the greatest way to play defense in the NFL today? Play less defense. So when Kyle's running that game and he's handing it off, he's going to win time of possession and do something with it. So when you're only playing 26 minutes and you've got a great defense, you're really good. I mean, they're 15th in the league in third down conversions allowed, which isn't good, but they don't. you don't get a lot of them. And then you can't run the ball. Every time you go play them, it's a 50-40 pass game against them. And that's what they want you to do. Yeah, because then Bosa, who is so fucking large. There's another one. Live yeah. and then on TV. Yep. Defense player of the year. Oh, yeah. He's unbelievable. Dude, he sprawls out. <laughs> he's in a four-point, and he's taking up like a full five-yard down. Basically, the quarterback has to look over there sometimes and be like, there's a fucking jungle cat out here. Like, what are we even yeah. doing with this thing? Uh, that, I, I think that D-line coach at San Francisco should get whatever, whatever raise he's entitled to, they should double it. That guy's an outstanding coach. I don't know him personally. But he's an outstanding coach because he takes guys that are from come from other teams, Jordan Willis, Akeem Spent, and then all of a sudden he, he gets them to go. And they not only did they take the line of scrimmage, they understand how to retrace their steps, and they, it's hard to screen on them, right? It, it's hard to get them out of position, and their run fits, their run fits are as good as any team in the league. And I think Kyle deserves. Demico Ryan's has done a great job. Hell, but what Kyle deserves a lot of credit is Kyle went to Ryan's and said, "Hey, look." we got to diversify our portfolio. We just can't play Pete Carroll cover three here. we got to do a lot more. You know, we got to play some man. we got to play some Tampa. we got to mix some zone dogs in here. And you see them, they're, when they're aggressive, they're so tough. D'Amico's been calling it good. Mm-hmm. Seems like with the momentum going as well, that team, after watching them live, I don't know how anybody beats them, but people like the Eagles as well. Who knows what Gardner Minshew does. Great question coming here from Connor. I can't wait for it. Yeah, Lombo, a couple questions regarding the New England Patriots. One, is Mac Jones the guy going forward? A lot of people are saying now he's not the guy. Probably will be out of there soon, especially if they you know don't make it to the playoffs in these this year and the coming years. Is Matt Patricia the guy? Do you think he'll hire maybe a Bill O.B.? Maybe Maybe a Cliff Kingsbury if he gets fired. And then lastly, will Mac Jones lose the locker room with all these, you know, dirty plays that have happened, especially after this last week looking to kind of take out the knees of uh, Eli Apple? I think, starting with your first question, I think Mac, if he didn't have a year like he had last year with McDaniel, I would say Mac's a blown pick because he doesn't look very good this year. But he did play well last year. And so now you are, where is it? Is it Mac just took a regression, or is it the team around them? I think the untold thing that no one talks about in New England is their offensive line 
is Patricia's in charge of calling plays and coaching the line. And I would say respectfully that their offensive line has not developed or been coached to a level it needs to under the times when Dante Skarniecki were there and others. I mean, it's just really fundamentally a lot of things break down with that offensive line, which then causes the quarterback to break down. And look, I think you have to be honest with yourself. I've said this on my podcast. I love the coach to death. He's one of my closest friends. But this isn't working. Like, this isn't working. There's enough evidence to support that this isn't working. And it takes a unique person to call plays, design a, design a play, design a, a game. You know, you don't run plays in the NFL. You run an offense. And when I watch New England, I watch them. They seem to be running more plays than an offense. And I think ultimately that's the big issue. And a lot of their problems fundamentally from the foundation that everybody complains about the play calls, I think the bigger issue is their lack of offensive line fundamentals and techniques. And I think that gets overlooked. As for losing the locker room, I don't know. You know, I don't know how that goes. I think if you're a good player and you do that, players will gravitate to it. But right now, I don't think anybody really is bought in on what they have to do offensively because it's been such a struggle. I don't think there's many good players doing that. That's not what good players do. I don't think good players, no, especially no. at the quarterback position, are trying to blow ACLs out of guys <laughs> after plays. I don't think Jones is a good player. Yeah, exa- exactly. Like, I, that's what I'm – that, that, that his back too. Did that video Lee change Wyatt. anything whenever it got showcased to you, that watching that all take place there with Eli Apple and Brian Burns and uh, number nine for Brixer mm-hmm. for the Bears? Where yeah, for sure. Get- I mean, because, you you know, it's it's a, you, it's a violent game. It's a nasty game. But at the same time, it's still a fraternity. You're not trying to uh, intentionally hurt somebody or maim somebody. And there was no reason for him to, you know, to do that. And then when you are a quarterback, you are protected. That's something that uh, I think everybody, all defenses, all players around the league kind of take. You know, quarterbacks obviously get a lot of attention, but that's something everybody's going to kind of remember for sure. To your point, though, Lombo, tale of two years. Remember, Mac Jones was the media darling at the Pro Bowl last year. He was doing the full – he was dancing. And and, and that's where you have to be really careful. Walsh said this years ago. He said there's very few people on the planet that can coach the quarterback and fewer can evaluate him. I think that's true today. We have a lot of guys that call plays. We don't have a lot of guys developing quarterbacks. So we are missing that tremendously. We're missing player development. The other thing we're missing is this notion that just throw run any offense out for the quarterback. He can do it, right? Every quarterback, maybe with the exception of Mahomes and Allen, you know, they need to be managed. They need to be in the right offense that fits their skill set. The Purdy, the Purdy parable. Right, he's perfectly placed. If Purdy would go to some other offense, he wouldn't be as successful. He would look like a rookie, Mister Irrelevant. But he looks really good because the system matches. I think that's what we lack tremendously. I, I've said this on your show before. You know, you can't ask Aaron Rodgers to run Aaron Rodgers' offense without Devontae Adams there. You've got to change and modify. You've got to be adaptable. You just can't sit there and look at your play sheet and keep calling the same place because you, that's your offense. It's not your offense. It's the player's offense. It has to be adapted to the skill set. Baker Mayfield, McVeigh, are they a match made in heaven or what? I mean, look, he, you know, for some reason, I watched Baker all year. He was horrible. I mean, Darius could say I mean, <laughs> he wasn't playing well at all. Facts. He wouldn't make a throw. He held the ball. He wouldn't see it. He wouldn't let it go. Now, all of a sudden, he's playing loose and free. But, you know, McVay's very good at coaching the quarterback. I'm sure McVay's, hey, look, we're going to have to curl here. But right before the play clock goes off, just watch. We're gonna, we'll probably have the curl here. Watch the over route here. You know, check it down if it's not there. Give it one look and go. You know, when that play clock goes off at 15, and without a running game, I mean, last week I think we have to temper it down a little bit because 
of the lack of effort by Denver, but oh. give Baker credit. He's, go, he, he's, he's come out there and played. He's made throws that if you watched him earlier in the year, he wasn't making at all. Ty has a question for you. Last one here. We appreciate your pies on. Yeah, Lombo, you just hit on the Packers a little bit and Rodgers and, you know, hitting the nail on the head with Floor's offense this year. Uh, but do you think, you know, they have a lot of deficiencies, obviously, but they're playing their best ball right now. Do you think that they can beat Minnesota and Detroit and sneak into the playoffs? And on the flip side, why are the uh, betting markets so down on Minnesota? Why don't they trust them? Well, I think I say this on my show all the time on GM Shuffle, too. Kevin O'Connell's probably not allowed to go in any casino in Las Vegas. His picture's on every wall. He's the luckiest man alive. I say that complimentary (laughs) towards him because they win games that you say, how did they win that game, right? I mean, every team that's flown out of Minneapolis airport has sat on their team plane and said, man, we're better than that team. How did we lose that game? Like, how did we lose that? I promise you every team said that. I promise you. Only the Cowboys have it, right? Colts. Only the Cowboys. Well, the Colts had a chance to win that game, too. We can get, that's a whole that, – that's a 30 for 30 we can get into there. <laughs> the reality here is, you know, the reality here is Minnesota just finds ways to win games, and you've got to credit that. that. That becomes contagious. They make plays when they have to. I mean, here they are. They get tied up 24-24. They, they make a 61-yard field goal. Is it luck or is it just they know how to win? I think they know how to win. And – even though Cousins, in, in all honesty, even though Cousins going to the Pro Bowl, he played better last year than he actually is playing this year, yards per attempt in a lot of areas. But their offense is real. They know how to win, and, and there's something to that. So, you know, do I think Green Bay can get in? I still worry about Green Bay's defense. I mean, if Miami would have not stopped running the ball against them, I wonder how many yards they could have gained. Big turnovers. There are three of them straight for two of yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Concussion protocol happening. You see that whole story? You keep. Oh, it's funny. That? Yeah, I did. I did. I did see that. And you know, Tua said something after the game that made me wonder. He said, "You know, I don't know if I got the play call if I called it wrong in the huddle or not." To me, where I think there's a disconnect here is when you're on the sideline and you're the quarterback coach or you're the offensive coordinator and you're talking to the quarterback and you're not getting that kind of feedback back from him, then that's maybe a problem. I mean, we read, we find out today that McDaniel's was talking to, on Monday was trying to have a conversation with two, and it wasn't all flowing together. And so he said, "You better go see the doctor." Like that should happen Damn. on game day if it's happening, right? You should have that conversation. Like, okay, wait a minute, are we sure we're clear here? Like, repeat it back to me. Are we clear? Do we know what's going on? And if he doesn't, you got to take, you got to change. Do I? I don't know when it happened. There's every obviously there's a play on Twitter that everybody thinks that's when it happened, and it could have. We don't know. I'm more concerned about the long term of Tua. Like, you, you, this is the third one of the year. He's taken some hits. You, you got to really err on the side of caution here. Is it the third one? We're just we're con- the first one against Buffalo. We're saying is one where yes. they said it was the back, right? right. And then the unaffiliated yeah. neuroscience consultant, mm-hmm. the Cincinnati gets, one, yeah, gets fired. The Cincinnati was, was the Cincinnati. Thursday night, two, yeah. five days Six, later yeah. or whatever, yeah. and that one was undisputable, bad, bad, bad. Mm-hmm. bad. Scary. And then now here's this one again. Everybody's worried about Tua, but you're right. That relationship between coach and player, you know, play. We've seen Aguilar had. Uh, yeah, Devontae yeah. Parker. For this guy's out, this uh-huh. guy's out. You would think the coaches would want to when do you, the same when you, thing. When you, when you live and you're in it, and I don't know what their actual setup is. I know McDaniels, I think, is a play call, I'm pretty sure. But, you know, he's obviously got other things to do as a head coach. If he's talking with the quarterback coach, is he on the sideline? Is he in yeah. the booth? So it's a lot of different uh, dynamics at play. But someone should definitely, you know, pick up on that. And when you're trying to win a big game, big. you know, the losing streak, that factors in as well, even though we may not like to admit it. 
reality. Um, you know, as the player tour and as teammates, coaches as well. But that's good on, I guess, on Mike McDaniel after the facts and hey, go check out a doctor. And I think we should shut him down for. How about, you know, for the rest of the how about McDan- you do? You think I so, think too? So, yeah. I, I think, think so. Aaron said that yesterday, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, the rest of the year. I don't see how they put him back on the field this year. I really don't. I don't think it's fair to him. I think you got to have you got to have the serious conversation. I mean, Javid Best went through this, too, with the Detroit yeah. Lions. A great player. I mean, I saw Javid Best gain 400 yards in high school. I mean, that's how great of a player he was. I mean, he was unique. And 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 he, unfortunately, had to end his career because I, I would be worried as an executive of Miami about the long-term effect of how long. I mean, what happens next year in the month of September if he gets another one? Mm. You know, you got to really think about that. This is a concern, and it's I don't know if you could change it. There's no way you can change it. He's not a big man, and so he's going to – and he's not Kyler Murray fast where he's going to be able to avoid some of these. All right. We appreciate you joining us, Lombo. Your wealth of football knowledge is appreciated over here, pal. Anytime. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New New Year, Year, Lombo. Merry Christmas. Grazie, Michael Lombardi. Now it is time to wrap up this glorious Winter Wednesday with a segment that we've been doing all year in which we have gotten much, much smarter and alerted to things that are happening in the football games we all watch. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Everything DB with... Darius J. Butler. Let's get to it. Hell yeah. Hey. (laughs) This is you, dude. Holy shit. This is you, dude. Come here. Wow. Randy Moss. Got a little Eric Weddle run in me left. That's That's, what you said. You said you have a good four or five games you need it. Good four, yeah. Good little run. Good team. Got to be warm. Oh, not the Colts. What would the Colts call you? Nah, playoff run. Defensive side? Defensive side of the ball or offense? You think right now you could go line up and play safety? I could play nickel. I don't know about safety. Okay. Really? We're going to need that footage of what you did to Foxy on the basketball court. Yeah. Oh. It was unbelievable. That nah, was bad. It was bad. It was, it was a low-scoring affair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I did get warm on JC, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw, we saw that. that. Sorry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we, we saw, saw that. Here. Shout out to Hammer Don. Hammer Don. Don. That's right. Shout out to Everything DB. Let's get into it. Let's get to it. Um, a lot of cover two on this. I didn't realize until after I put the plays together. But we got cover two here. And pause it real quick. It's going to be a disguise here. And actually, it's going to be two post routes. And both of these guys could t- catch this touchdown and score. But he's going to be down safety, who's typically in the deep half in cover two. He's going to be rotated down and be the flat defender. This corner, Ooh. who's obviously typically the flat defender, is going to be the deep half. You're going to have both of these guys running post routes. So as a deep half guy, you're responsible, obviously, for the deepest. And then as the middle run-through guy, uh, it may end up being him. You obviously got to carry that middle. You guys have seen cover two all year. So you'll see this unfold. You'll see a poor job that he does, which, once again, is a position. So, Paul, so right now, this safety that aligned the deepest, now he's essentially taking over that middle run-through, right? And now to the three-man side, that would be George Kittle who he's responsible. And right now, you're already too late. You know, obviously, Kittle can roll, but he's responsible as that middle run-through defender to carry him all the way to the end zone. He should be inside, number one, as a deep half defender. (laughs) So both guys are out of position right now. And once again, both of these offensive players could have (laughs) caught this touchdown. Hey, do you think Kittle flattened this because of the coverage? For sure, right? He was supposed to continue to carry over. They're not supposed to be on top of each other? Um, I think they both just ran to the open space. And Kittle, I saw some mic'd up with him. He said he thought uh, Ray Ray was actually the safety. <laughs> and he was like, oh, you know, I, t- I stole your touchdown. But when you see that type of open space between the split safety defense, 
actually a split corner defense in this scenario. Jeez. He's going is that corner it. who doesn't have depth uh, at the start of the play, like, and he's just casually backpedaling? Should he be hauling faster to get yes. to the deep? especially once Ray Ray comes over. So once he comes over and you have more speed to your side, now you definitely got to get more depth. But this is a situation where your disguise becomes your detriment, which we always talk about. Don't let your disguise become your detriment. Run it back, back to the beginning, Pat. I wonder. So typically in cover two, Landmark is usually about 18 yards, and then you're going to be obviously inside the number one receiver. So right now you're outside of everyone, and you're only, what, about seven yards deep uh, off the ball. So you're starting off in a bad, um, in a bad spot. And now, once again, this guy, you're seeing uh, Pittsburgh does this a lot. Um, a couple other teams are doing it as well. They're using this safety that starts deep. He actually comes down, and, and typically it's this middle linebacker who carries – you know, the three minutes out the vertical. But now it's going to be this guy. And the bad part about that is, as a defender, when you're moving towards the line of scrimmage and obviously offensive players are running this way, you're never going to be able to turn around and run with that guy. Are DBs not looking at Trent Williams because he's tipping play, yeah. so they should have known. <laughs> yeah, we knew that was pass. Yeah, it, it's, it's don't I wonder bad. if George was supposed to take this thing cross more. It's third and four. Um, and, and I just think it's a situation where I used to hate these type of coverages where you're putting corners. Yeah in deep halves, and I don't mind safety. Usually you'll do this on like an invert if it's like a rundown to get that safety to be the down guy and then have your corner. But when you're playing a real coverage, like I'm not a big fan of it, especially against an offense like this who already throws a bunch of shit at you and got great skill players. But it's too easy. Literally two two guys can catch the same uh, touchdown. Next play, um, three-man side. So we got all the speed down here. We got Muth up top, so three by one. <laughs> A lot of people call it three by O formation, but three by one. You see the safety if you run all the way back to the beginning. He's actually pointing and talking to this nickel to uh, Hobbs right their corner. So this safety, he's going to go to the half. So three man side, this number three receiver George Pickens. You're going to have all this space in here if this safety doesn't bump over. The safety is outside of that hash to the tight end side for what reason I don't know. Once again, the pre-snap communication, you see them looking at each other right now, communicating. And he's thinking right now, this safety got me on the inside. So if Pickens is to run any inside route, I, keep my, I maintain my outside leverage, and I keep him down there. And also another point to this, a route that's ran by Pittsburgh a lot, and ran by everybody a lot, ND7. So this is in, in, and this guy runs the seven route. So he's maintaining that outside leverage to defend it. He's expecting safety help from the post safety, and we all know what uh, what actually happened in this situation. Bam! Mm. Ooh, yeah. Bam! Yes. Game winner. So that, that game winner, exactly. Less than a minute left in the fourth. I think that's their, you know, probably their biggest weapon, especially in the red area. Pickens, you got them lined up at a, re, a, a spot. When you put speed at number three, that always causes issues for the defense. You see the communication right here. So if I'm that nickelback uh, or that slot corner, I may not play it that heavy outside because I still have that safety as to that deep half, mm-hmm. but I am going to play it with outside leverage thinking that I'm getting help from 30. I think this corner should be fine on Muth backside. Well, that's but he, look, look, so he started out on the hash, and now <laughs> when he's on the snap, he's damn near right behind the cornerback. So that leverage, that body position, he's already in trouble because you got all this space right here. For that receiver. So this is, I mean, this is an easy read, easy throw for uh, Kenny. Oh, oh, buddy here's got Naj, right? Uh-huh. Yep, he's got Naj backside. And Kenny's not even looking left. He just he doesn't need, yeah, he did. Because he, he, he usually you look 
you look left to move that safety, but before the ball's even snapped, he's, the safety's four yards outside probably the Probably sees him right there. So, I mean, he's like... Oh, look, this guy's way out of like, position. Yeah, yeah. so he knows right now if Pickens... Okay. And I don't know if Pickens has an option. I doubt it, but, oh. I mean, that's a... That's easy. That's too easy. That's, I mean, come on. To your point, they ran that Indy 7 against the Colts, and Kenny kind of missed the throw to Pickens. When we were there on Monday night... And, uh, yeah, that's right. Missed the seven round. Mm-hmm. It's because the Colts George. scares yeah. shit out of people. And that's—I yeah. mean—that's the tougher and throw. No, hey, we don't have to score against. Yeah, that's the t- yeah. that's the tougher throw. As a, as a DB, I would always prefer seven route than that fucking uh, banger. Um, this is something we've been talking about all year. We've been seeing all year. Um, I hate that I had to put Panthers on here because they did get the win. But this corner down here, trap coverage, right? Cover two. He's gonna play it like it's a trap coverage. So we all know when this corner is playing the trap. This safety's got to do what? Drop. Nope. He's got to get Fuck. width. He's got to get wider. So as soon as this corner. Oh, yeah, that was the. If we would have let it play. Mm-hmm. If you let it play a little bit. Pause. So right now you see the corner. He's playing that out. So that safety has to be. He got to be able to relate to number one. He does not. Golf sees it. Makes an accurate throw. Boop. Puts it on him. Yeah, great ball. Great ball on time. So he obviously that, huh? read, the, uh, read the corner. So cover two, once again, if you're ever playing this trap technique out here, the safety, it is essential that you got you got to get with. you got to oh. get with to get the one. That was a piss-poor effort at the tackle as well. <laughs> but, I mean, good ball, good run after catch. How about golf? Yeah. Huh? I didn't know I he mean, had if, that. If oh, they yeah. could stop the fuck, they gave up 300-plus on the ground. You mm-hmm. heard Lombo. Hey. 500-plus total. Let's go. I'm excited about this oh, one. Oh, yeah. So this is third. <laughs> And 30, T.Y. Hilton made his impact. Honestly, I'm, I forgot T.Y. was number 16. Whoa. When this ball was thrown and caught watching it live. I'm like, because I saw hell of a catch. I'm like, who the f-? And then once he got up, oh, shit, I know that. Yeah, I know, I know that motherfucker right there. But <laughs> 32, once again, disguise it becomes your detriment here. So this is a cover two, a form of cover two here. But instead of having that middle run-through guy, they're just going to use this safety that's already back here to be that middle defender. So the corners are still in like cover two, but it's third and 30. So they're going to get depth. They're going to sink back. But this safety should be where that safety is. But running back a little bit more, once again, he tries to disguise. So he's not nearly as deep as he needs to be. Obviously, T.Y. hasn't been out there for a while, but we all know what, what, what T.Y. does. They call him the ghost for a reason. Third and 30. T.Y. sees that corner sitting. He knows where that he's been looking at safeties his whole career. So he knows right now exactly what he's got. And now since that safety doesn't have his depth to start with, what the, like, what the fuck are you looking at? He's, his face is literally, he's facing that way. This is how deep he should be. Deep is the deepest, obviously, a deep half defender. So once again, so right now he still doesn't see T.Y. Looking inside. He still doesn't see T.Y. So Slay, he's in a position where, yeah, I'm a flat defender. I don't have anything else up here. So he can continue to sink back. But once he gets his head around and sees where his safety is, he already knows, oh, shit. And, I mean, a great ball from Dak oh, and an unbelievable geez. catch. But third and 30, can't have it. That was the game. Yeah, you can't have it. This was a huge conversion. Uh, Gardner, he didn't have, you know, he wasn't playing like Jalen Hurts, but he had a pretty good game, played what good enough catch, for him to win. Unbelievable throw. He probably just threw it as far as he could in, in T.Y., <laughs> That was when I knew exactly who. who what. But yeah, you see, so Slade's talking. I'm not sure what he's communicating, but can't have it. 
can't have third and thirty. You don't. What are you like? You're trying to. What are you trying to trick the quarterback? For? Slay you know, was not happy that people were blaming him because mm-hmm. he was in the video, and this is why you're saying. Yeah, this is why. Because Slay is so right now. If you know, to the untrained eye, this looks like just man coverage. It just looks like he's just been lazy. He's got his eyes in the backfield, and just Ty, he's fast. He runs by him. That's what it looks like to the untrained eye. But once again, this safety is completely out of position. Young guy, Scott. And, so now you get your head around. It, he's I, still five yards ahead, but he's not in a good enough far. position. What's the point of disguising when it's third and 30? Exactly. Good question. Exactly. Okay. The only Oops. reason you're down there maybe to deter a, a, a quick pass, a quick catch, but yeah. nobody's catching a, a five-yard. Is that the rookie that picked off Aaron? Uh, T.Y. No, no, he's in the middle. I don't think so. Uh, no, no, Blankenship? Yeah, no, Blank, yeah, Blankenship's in the middle. Yeah. yeah. He's, he, he's where he's supposed to be. He's where he's supposed to be. Literally everybody. Because he gets it. He's everybody. He didn't really look him off either. He was staring at T.Y. No, the yeah. entire time. Because point, the only 30-yard route. Yeah, you, you go yeah. back to the beginning, and I forgot who it was who said it, but, um, you know, sometimes, you know, quarterbacks are looking, and, like, you know, I don't know who's supposed to be where, but this is what I see. Same thing with T.Y. So you can tell by this body language that it's third and 30. Slay's way too smart. He, he, if he was responsible, this was cover three, this was cover four, he would get back, but he's obviously playing it. Um, that way, so safety's not deep enough. Once again, disguise, just like we saw in the Washington clip, your disguise becomes your detriment um, to this play. You can't have it. Tisk, tisk. 21. Yeah, that's a, it's a, this is a throw. Dark. This is a hell of a throw. Bink! Oof, to the, to the 21. 20. <laughs> that's 21 60 21. straight, let alone going across the field a little 60 bit. in the air. Right? A, 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 a squared yeah. plus B squared. Equals. Yeah. He's on that far hash. Mm-hmm. I think he ends up like launch point probably like Damn near middle of the hashes. Yep. Oh, so middle of the hash. That's that. That's, that's what. That's that. Yep, that's yeah. that. That's why he do it. Six what on the dot. Ball. And I mean, Ty is getting tackled when he catches this yeah. too. So tripped. Uh, great Ty catch. is uh, plus five hundred to score a touchdown tomorrow night. Right now. What's Ty's deal? I thought he was retired. Waiting for the right opportunity. Yeah, he's retired for uh, playing for the Colts. Okay, ball. <laughs> Boop. What a play. <laughs> Give me that. What a play. He doesn't do the Y. Why didn't he do that? Touchdown. That's touchdown. touchdown, touchdown. Okay, touchdown. so he does the T on first down? Yeah, no, yeah. chest punch. Yeah. T. Full yell, dude. Okay. Full. Because yeah. he did the T. Do you think he'll get more uh, snaps on Thursday or no? Hey, don't get twisted. So. This guy's he'll... a fucking dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, this guy right here <laughs> is a fucking dog. <laughs> Take, he takes care of his body. Little dude, but obviously plays big, fast and shit. And the more acclimated he gets with offense, I think he'll continue to get. And the more, more confidence shot. he gets. Yeah. Plus 500. Confidence. This happening right here. Yeah. This happening right here on his first fucking play. But this, if, if Dak just starts, that's a problem. Like, T.Y. signing this late, I oh, yeah. think, to the people that don't know T.Y. that well or don't follow the Colts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What a st- what a weapon mm-hmm. they just fucking added in there. Honestly, he is a Absolutely. dog, yeah. and also great for the locker room. Well, you yeah. always talk about great too team. how when he was in Indy, he was getting double covered all the time. Like CD Lamb's getting that kind yeah. of yeah. treatment now, so like he's probably not going to be facing hardly yep. any double team. Mm-hmm. Like almost a better fit than OBJ. Yeah, I mean, look yeah. what these fucking guys did to him. You know, you know for sure. You know he's healthy, obviously, and um, you know over his career. I know the last couple of years in Indy, he started to miss games, but before that, he was damn near an Iron Man out there. When he was with Indy. This dude, this dude's eyes would have been here. This dude's 
<laughs> this dude's eyes would have been here, and this dude's eyes would have been here. Yeah. Remember, we showcased it one time. He, he was getting four. He had four guys looking at him. Yeah. He became the only weapon yeah. in Indianapolis. Here now, you got a guy fucking around trying to disguise. <laughs> T.Y., this guy's trying to disguise. Not even worried about, oh, T.Y., he just signed yeah. this guy. Didn't even sign this guy. T.Y. knows that, too. T.Y. Yeah. knows exactly what's yeah. about to happen. I am so happy so, for him. Yeah, that's awesome. Split safety coverages, one-on-one opportunities. Uh, obviously, we haven't seen T.Y. do it, uh, you know, for, for a little bit now, but he's definitely got a lot of juice in the tank. Oh, and um, the Colts fans are all very happy for T.Y. Should be. Oh, yeah. Very confused. Yeah. They should get used to rooting for other teams. So this is this is uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, we're running a lot more cover, too, this year, and I think it had to do a lot of that success. They had week one against mm-hmm. Burrow, and they dominated cover, too. But guy who had a big game that week, he's in his slot. Once again, disguise. So they do a good job over here, a decent job over here, right? Renfro's in motion. He's in, uh, in uh, actually at the nickel, but he's going to go back and be the deep half defender. Once again, Minka, he's lining up like he's a deep post safety. He's going to do what Washington safety's done and, and come back and be that middle read defender. And once again, doesn't do a great job of doing that middle read. I don't, it's, to, in my opinion, it's not, a, it's not good for deep vertical routes like this one, but you got everyone else covered too. It's covered two in the back end once again. Did it from the nickel spot. So right now, Renfro, you, you talked about his speed uh, a few weeks back when him and uh, Devontae were running down. Right now, Renfro, this should be a touchdown. You throw, you throw this ball, or maybe not a touchdown, maybe a 60-yard game, but this should be a ball. But ball, bad ball placement, which ball Lombo was talking good. about, and an unbelievable <laughs> no. interception. So you think that's when McDaniel said, "Okay, this fuck guy, this fuck guy." Because this yeah. is this is a big point in the game too, and this is a this is a this is something you draw because this dagger, right? So Minka's he's not doing a run through, but he's there to take away this uh, this deep dig route. If you run it back to the beginning, you see the dagger concept. It's a big blue square. Renfro, <laughs> Renfro motions down. Obviously, Devontae is going to run the dig part of the dagger, and then Renfro is going to do the run through part. So I mean, it, this is this is exactly what you want if you're this offense. Like this is exactly what you want. You put this ball here. We saw it a couple weeks ago with uh, Sam Jesus. Darnold, where he could have threw the ball, and you know, Derek did get hit on this play, but I think he had you know he had time enough to. That's 20 yards to make space. that throw, but he throws it. So Renfro's running here towards the opposite hash, and Derek throws the ball outside of the left hash. So that's the only reason Sutton makes his play. Unbelievable play, but once again, I think the disguise, once again, would have been the detriment of his coverage. But the quarterback bails you out in this situation. But you got to finish that play, man. When they make mistakes, you got to make them pay for it. And um, you saw two plays now, the Pickens one. So, yeah, he had place space to make If that you're throw. a D-back on the sideline, are you, you know, looking at the guys Look next year like this guy stinks? Look at Renfro, though. Renfro, yeah, Renfro. Renfro is like, what? Because Minka had a pick in this game, too, where it was off the back hip of Renfro. Didn't even give him an opportunity. Yeah, yeah and Renfro still trying to win. Renfro just thought he was going to be able to read yeah. Yeah. Sutton's eyes. <laughs> yeah. Where does he think the ball is? I'm just going to dive. Where does he think? Right he sees it somewhere. Uh, uh, am I going to be able to grab it? Maybe. Close. Maybe it'll just show up. <laughs> he did not yeah. see that thing one time. Great Dog. catch. What a catch, great, dude. A great fucking catch. Another yeah. guy they extended. Potential end of Raiders' car career. Yep. Yeah, his last win. What a win, though. And then we got another cover two True. rep, uh, which Tua, this was an easy read uh, for him, I, I think at least. This was a two-minute situation. Yeah. And obviously Tua probably concussed He was playing point. in California <laughs> at this time, though. <laughs> 
Swarm. <laughs> his cover two. This was the third of his uh, picks. Douglas does a good job playing his flat. Uh, rerouting, then letting um, Ty Hill go. You got Gaseki running the seven, so this is a China seven concept. So right now, boom, he looks like he's running with Ty Hill, sinks back off. And I mean, this is a, it, he throws the ball right, right, I mean, right to him. Even if you are throwing a Gaseki, this ball should be like out here thrown. So, you know, but Spinning good job by uh, Douglas making a play. But I mean, cover two, just play right. Game. by him, game time. So Talk a lot shit. of cover two here. My, my, the takeaway from this, if you're going to play cover two, just line up and put the guys who play. play. Yeah, <laughs> you play the fucking half, you play the scene, you play the run through, put those guys in position to do it and do it correctly. So the reason why they're trying not to is they don't want the mic to look like an idiot sprinting down the middle of the field anymore, so they're just trying to have a deep safety cover it? Is well, that what it, does, it helps with uh, pre-snap disguise, too, because if I'm a quarterback and I see Minka in the deep middle of the field, I see a corner, I see a slot, that's single high, right? So... We're going to run it. So we can call whatever we call in the huddle. We get to the line of scrimmage. And now the concepts change based on if it's single high or split safety. Closed or open. Closed or open. Mm-hmm. So closed or open, we have certain concepts, especially if you got younger receivers or new receivers, new quarterbacks who haven't got a bunch of reps together. So once the ball snaps and now mid-route, Minka comes down, other guys go back, you're banking on as a defense, oh, shit, somebody's going to fuck up a route, quarterback's going to throw it in the, right, uh, in the wrong spot. Or we give time enough because he got to pat the ball for our pass rush to get home. So that's the reason you do it. So I understand why you're doing it. But if you're going to do it, you got to have players that can still get to their depth, that can disguise and still get to where they need to get. And um, I would say that. Yeah, don't yeah. sacrifice blown coverages. Yeah. No. You know, just to disguise a little bit. Don't and you if you're step. seeing 24, 28 defenders on the field, you know, instead of 11, maybe tell oh, somebody. Oh, shit, got another one. If, another you, throw, if you throw two straight. And then the third one, you know, appears to be the worst of them all. Yeah. Somebody should ask you something. Yeah. So hey, you, you know what your name is right now? He goes, are we going for two? Uh... Bingo. Yeah. That is your name. Gotcha. Yeah. He <laughs> tries in there. Let's go. <laughs> that is your name. We got to score. What the hell is going on down there? Man. Honestly. I, you know, the live rounds are firing, man. You know, shit. I agree. I you agree. Gotta get back are we still number one? Or three ball <laughs> formation once again. Huh? We got Paris Campbell in the slot. Derwin James, safety. Typically, you're going to see safety as a man of man coverage. He had a dirty hit, d uh, He did. He did. He's trying to take dirty. that guy out I, of the I game. I would call it dirty. I would call it un- it was an unsafe hit. And those hits, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan for taking them out of the game. You know, whenever that player, defensive player, is dropping his head down, leaving with a crown, not only for the person's Ooh. head, but for himself yeah. as well. You saw he, you know, he's knocked himself up out of there too. But great play by him um, out of that slot. Dude, how about him getting his knee down? Yeah. Defying yeah. gravity almost, speeding yeah. it up, get his knee down. Nick Foles threw a lot of these, so I guess we just kind of aren't impressed by it. But Derwin James with the hit he made and then him being able to do this uh, as well. Yeah, this is high point. unbelievable. He had a fucking hell of a Monday, and he was yeah. not able yeah. to complete it. Great no, game. right. Start of the game hot. Pro bowler. Yeah, this is when he went. Cal Van Noy said uh, he just Big went play. Right straight to the side. No, yeah. thanks. They're all heading this way, all these guys. Go to pose. Right in front of Robert Mathis. Trying to make sure you got that coach. Trying to make sure you got that knee down. Oh, he's in. He's in. He's in. But I thought it was out too. I saw it live. Dude, unbelievable he, play. Hot point. What a fucking play, dude. Yeah. He's unbelievable. D, but as a D back, are you shaking in your boots when you realize Nick Foles is starting yeah. this game? Or right? nah, absolutely not. Well, I, I mean, this, all, this offensive line didn't do him any favors 
Either. He threw a couple. But I mean, he, you know, this was the highest paid online. Oh, 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 it was part of that out. As you're fucking playing with a quarterback who hasn't thrown these receivers until this week. I mean, you that know, the full tank play. is on. Yeah, that was yeah. a great play. Ball. His other two. Though. Great play. Yeah, Unbelievable. That was the play. best play. High of point. DB is high point. Go up and get it at his highest point. And then I, I don't think as many people that's going to get their knee down in this situation. But this is why he's a pro bowler. Why is he highest paid safety in the league? Still? Yeah, he uh, was. Yeah. I think so. Minka right? beat him. This is why money well spent. Did Minka Maybe. get a deal after him? I feel like he had yeah, like he a hold first. in situation. Yeah, he was holding in. Yeah, yeah. Plus, then, uh, I can't remember who paid first. Sante Samuel Jr. once again covered two, and he plays this almost like a trap. So he gets to his flat, and then his eyes are inside. He's going to be looking at Paris Campbell once again at the number three position. So this is the same formation as that last interception. Regular cover two, middle run through, so he's ready to open up and run. You got deep half safeties, and then you got your corners. Well, you know, the people in their positions doing their job, doing their assignment, and watch Asante Samuel Jr. up top gets a reroute. Receiver goes inside, but now his vision is all inside because everything's coming his way. And Foles never sees him. Fallsy. 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 Jelani thought he was getting that ball. Fallsy never sees him. So our he's too six, wide open. Our six foot seven guy, who every time he's on the field gets the ball thrown to him, even though mm. he's not always on the field. I don't understand it. He thinks he's getting his ball. Look at him. Yep. Oh, is that me? No, it's a little bit too high. It can't be me, right? Nope. Might have been an overthrow. Bam. Could have been. So if you run this back, this is very similar to that Panthers uh, mm. play where the throw here. And this was third and seven, eight, I believe. But the throw, if you see it from the wide, can you go back to the DVOA. wide? DVOA. The throw here is, once again, Pierce. But Pierce, to coach a point for Pierce, if you got this outbreaker, you have to take an outside release. Because if he takes mm -hmm. an outside release, maybe he gets his eyes back a little later, maybe it's something. But you can't, that's the easy way out right there, mm -hmm. to take that inside release and then get wider. But that is still the throw to make. You see a safety with better width than the guy from the uh, Panthers. Um, but So that's everything with that play. But great eyes, great play, great anticipation and ball skills from Asante Samuel Jr. An incredible throw. In incredible catchable throw. <laughs> yeah, By great Nick balls. Foles. Tight spiral. He threw a lot of those. Nick Foles threw a lot of great great balls. He did. I think he only had three balls touch ground, four balls touch ground. Very, <laughs> very, throws a very catchable ball. Unbelievable. Jeez, Nick. Thank he, you, Jerry. You could be the future, but. The future what? Of the Colts. Of the league. In the league, yeah. Who? There is breaking news. Incredible everything, DB. There is breaking news in my ear here. Bleacher Report is reporting that Terrell Owens' agent says he's been in contact with the Cowboys and other teams about the possibility <laughs> of returning to the NFL per Aaron Wilson. Owens would be the oldest player in league history at the age of 49. Get your popcorn ready. Yeah, Come on, T.O. Come on, T.O. No do this song and dance again. Bullshit. No chance. Yeah. This is real. What? Every Zero fucking year. Fucking percent chance this year. 46 year old. I love T.O. Great shit. Terrell Owens was running a 4 4 40. This is three years ago. Yeah. This I, is three years ago. T.O. 49? How many? T.O.'s 49, right? That's what it said. Yeah. That's He's what the 49. thing said. This is three years ago when he was 46. He looked like this. So let's assume at 49, he looks different than most 49 year olds. For sure. He's T.O. I don't know what this is for or what this is about, but if it ends up with him back in the NFL, know that this particular guy is for it. I don't think it's likely. I don't think. It, I don't think it's likely. It's cool though. But if T.O. is lining up next to T.Y., 
Okay. Oh, please. And we got a little work and a little magic going on. I'm here for it. They signed before Odell, too. Hmm? Odell, Odell was the first workout that the Cowboys had. Mm-hmm. First visit. Mm-hmm. And Jerry thought he was going. I thought, I thought we are doing this whole song and dance so you could play fucking tomorrow. Odell's like, I hey, about another five weeks. We don't have five. Have you looked at the schedule? We don't. Well, postseason, I guess. But why? I thought you're you're not healthy. When are you? Why? Why are you here? What are we? Get healthy. Fuck yeah, we'll bring you to Dallas. Thought that's what you were doing. Now, now we got to sign Ty Hilton because we thought we we're getting a wide receiver. And then when are you going to be back, Odell? Postseason? Not week seventeen? No. We'll sign fucking To. To still in shape. Bring him in. Send me a video of To. I, I guarantee you, still in shape. But been in shape and you know playing receiver in the National Football League. Come on, two very different things. Come on. You watched him play in the uh, fucking – Beer know, League softball? Fan-controlled nope. football. There it is. Tore I, I, up. The words that were going to come out of my mouth. Fan-crazed football. Yeah. yeah. That was the one with uh, Johnny Menzel. Yes. And Josh Gordon. Martavis. Marshawn Lynch. Marty's uh, in the XFL, right? I believe, now. But yeah, I think he might have been in the – There's that one guy who threw a touchdown and pulled out a joint. There's a How T.O. doing? There's a guy you sign. Sign. Sign slow. He's a little slow? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. We do this every fucking year with this guy. He's not playing. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, maybe he does. Yeah, you can't sure. base it on that either because the fan craze football was playing on like a 27-yard field. So it was kind of – He's cool. a deep threat. Ranky thing. He didn't even get an opportunity to really showcase no. himself. I mean, if they put him in over – what do they got? T.Y., Noel Brown, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb. They got Kevante Turpin, who's like – I don't know what the best, one of the best returners in the NFL. So what is T.O. signing autographs for all those guys? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Now, what do you think? This T.O.'s jocked. Fucking put him at tight end. He's jocked. He's jocked. Put him out linebacker. I love T.O., Oh, man. he could come in at the end of the game to swat right down player. the ball. Should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. What's your deal right now? Should have like been a first ballot Hall of Famer Tom, however dude, many years ago. Great, great career. Uh, you know, he's been relevant, you know, so staying, you know. Because he does this every year. Yeah. <laughs> Got, I, hey, shout out to your wine, T.O. Yeah, wine, hell yeah, yeah T.O. Yeah. 81. Uh, well, yeah, 81 Vino, but hey, um, yeah. no chance. No chance this happens. There's a chance Gronk was coming back. Uh, Turns out he joined Fandle. Yeah, that's, that's right. So I didn't sick. even know that was coming. Hey, hey baby. Gronk, yeah, but teams were going to let him wear 69. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Woo. All right. Happy about that. Happy about T.O. maybe coming back at 49 <laughs> years old. T.O., you come back. Terrell, you come back. That'd be a movie. We got a spot for you to interview anytime you'd like it, right. mm-hmm. We'd love to have a conversation with you. Uh, now, before we get out of here on this Winter Wednesday, let's create some more winners. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Let's create at least an opportunity for some more winners, shall we? Here we go. Come on, D-Bud. Let's go. Darius, in your first attempt today to win people money. <laughs> Didn't even happen. You will try to make two out of five putts. Oh, Simple. Yeah. If you don't make two out of five putts, you have to sink <clears throat> a basketball into the hoop. If you don't sink a basketball, you have to sink a football into a hole somewhere in the Thunderdome. Literally, this can end as soon as you would like it to end. And when it does, 10 people will win $500. Who retweet this tweet? Is everything okay? I didn't know that was from Darius. buttons. I mean... Whatever. Ten people who retweet this tweet say something nice to somebody and put their cash tag in the same reply so that we can pay them efficiently from Cash App. We'll win $500. Oh, oh, oh. A little Damn. bit of a pull. He was practicing during the break and making putts. Yeah. That would look good, too. All he has to do Close is go to uh, – uh, You just need to point your oh. the putter head to the hole afterwards. Oh. After oh. the putt, point towards yeah. the hole. Stay in the pocket. Oh, there it is. Yahtzee. Oh. Boom. Yeah. Wow. 
Great pace. That's a good fucking coach right there. If Darius makes this putt, 10 people who retweet this video will win five. Got to hit it. You might want to move that. Two opportunities here to make one putt for $500 to 10 people who retweet this video, say something nice to somebody, and put their cash tag in there so we can pay them efficiently. Darius Butler, one of the greatest athletes of all time. Ooh! It's a little little break there, I promise you. There's a little undulation. Stay in the pocket. There's a little undulation. Come on, D-Butch. Come on, Butchie. Come on, Butch. (laughs) (laughs) D-Butch. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, damn. Yeah, no, yeah. no chance. Yeah, that's on me. I'm uh, Yukon Husky. <laughs> <laughs> Darius, if you make one of these footballs into a hole. Oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. We don't have it on camera. Technically. That went through a hole. It yeah. did. Where'd it go? We're good now. Went through the net and the side. Let's Darius J. Butler. Oh, oh that's a hot man. spot. Yeah, you are better at that catching thing. it. Winner Wednesday, an opportunity has been birthed by Darius J. Butler. Retweet this video, and you could be one of ten winners who win five hundred dollars. Reply to this tweet by saying something nice to somebody, putting your cash tag in there so we can pay you officially on Cash App. And for good measure, Darius knocks down another putt. Ten people, five hundred dollars on this Winner Wednesday. Cannot wait to see who wins that. Way to show up for the people, Darius. Big thanks to Kyle Van Noy, Taylor Lewan, all the boys. You are fantastic. A.J. Hawk will be back. Binana, hopefully they won that tournament. We can't thank you enough for spending your afternoons with us. Hammer Don is in 15 minutes. That's Hockey Talk at YouTube.com forward slash That's Hockey Talk is on tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Hell yeah. The Penguins are playing the Red Wings. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's a big one. Uh-oh. A little bit of a watch along as the Pittsburgh Penguins, oh. the actual hockey time, hey. will bury the Fugues original six. We don't know how to play hockey anymore. Red Wings live on That's Hockey Talk. You all are the best people on earth. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.